Dusty Cup is here. And all I have to say, it's probably going to be a banger because it's NXT Vengeance Day. Oh, that wasn't bad, that wasn't bad. I mean, I guess, you know, kind of AY, AY, if you're listening to Shoot Brothers. This is the Shoot Brothers Wrestling Podcast. Of course, this is the only wrestling podcast. You can find it online. It's hosted by myself, Cameron Osborne. It's also hosted by Mike the Shoot Shepherd. And <laughs> and you heard it right off the bat, folks. Uh, we are hot off the heels of another, what I can only say, is just a string of incredible wrestling shows. Of course, we're talking NXT TakeOvers. Uh, which it seems like everyone somehow is as good or slightly better than the last. Yeah, you always every single one. I'm like, this could be one of the best takeovers ever. And every, it's every single one. Every single every <laughs> single one is they're somehow outdoing themselves. And uh, we've got a great show coming up. Of course, oh, yeah. we have our normal weekly things. You know it. Of course, the chamber is coming up next weekend, and then Revolution after that. Oh my God, what a three week span! But let's kick off the show with what we were just talking about. Of course, we're talking about NXT Takeover Vengeance Day. Review. Vengeance Day. V Day takes place on Valentine's Day, so they gave us a little something. Uh, yeah. Love was in the air. Love was, love was in the air. Love was in the air. Uh, they where... even had this. There was this little custom rap love song at the opening of it. It Who was. This? Do you know this guy? Yeah, we've seen him before. Yeah, he... he's like NXT's. Or he's not, he just always, he's appeared on NXT before, right? Yeah, we've seen him. I think he's like a, like a media personality type. But he has been included in either like pre-show, post-show type of NXT stuff. Can't remember his name, but he, uh, he rippity raps. And yeah, included some of the rosters like yeah, Shotzi Blackheart doing this. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. He's doing his thing. We get the gr- we get the great intro. But like we said, um, we're getting the culmination of the Dusty Cup, and we have every championship is on the line. I love. Um, well, or rather, like implications regarding championships are yeah. on the line. I love it when like or you can say every every match has something at stake. Yeah, definitely. And we actually kick off the show. Uh, was there a pre-show? I didn't. Mm, I mean, nothing important. They never have matches on their pre-show. Great. So we Just do. Thirty minutes of hype. So we do kick off the show. Actually, with I mean, the... one thing I'll mention: this guy, L.A. Knight, showed up, but they showed clips of that later. I forget his name. Yes, Eli English. Drake. Eli Drake that's was who, there. That's, that's what, what we heard about in the pre-show, and then later yeah. on, we see him signing the contract and uh, new NXT signee. But yes, the show kicks off with the uh, the finals for the Women's Dusty Rhodes Classic. Uh, the team of Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart taking on the team of Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. Yeah, and right off the bat, uh, I love the look. The stage was different, really nice. There was like the giant vengeance logo and uh the ramp they built they up see. the ramp uh yeah. which comes into play i think in the first match they're uh throwing each other on to yeah um, some nice slams on that ramp throughout the night the, the eight uh, is it i guess well i guess we have to call it the wcw ramp is it the aew i mean ramp? i mean aew didn't invent it but they're what you think of currently when the i mean Ooh. just call it the old school ramp <laughs> we're, we're calling it the old school ramp but yes uh this is the uh these are the finals for the very first women's dusty road uh classic and 
Mike, this I gotta say, this was a match where uh, ever since you mentioned to me the baby faces of tag team are in one corner and the and the heels are in the other corner, I love that. Uh, but early <laughs> on in this match, um, I sort of felt as though to me the uh, the roles were reversed here. Uh, what that Shotzi and Ember were wrestling like heels? Uh, I sort of felt a little a little bit of that um, a, a little bit of that coming into or at least in the first like ten minutes of the match. There was some, yeah, I remember like Ember like arguing with the ref a lot, like when they didn't see the tag. She's like, what are you doing? Instead of focusing on the A lot of match. tag arguing, a lot of, and then eventually at one point early on in the match, Raquel Gonzalez comes in and I'm saying to myself, this feels like a hot tag. Yeah, she did get that hot tag treatment where she just starts running wild and well, kicking a, everybody's a little, ass. A little bit different, a little bit different, I thought. Yeah, but uh, Dakota Kai chipping in as well. She's a good team player, uh, but she's got that injured leg from... I don't know, years ago. It's always there, always that brace on. So Shotzi and Ember just doing lots of cool submissions. And uh, Ember Moon hits the eclipse on Raquel at one point. That could have been the end of the match, but Dakota saves it. Uh, what was the big... Oh, yeah, there was a cool like doomsday device on the floor where Ember just like jumps off the second rope, knocking Dakota off Shotzi's shoulders and some ramp bumps, like we said. Uh, eventually, Shotzi and Raquel are fighting and... Raquel hits that massive one-arm powerbomb on Shotzi, gets the win. Raquel and Dakota, first ever Women's Dusty Cup winners. The first ever Dusty Cup winners. Of course, they'll have an opportunity to take on uh, or to challenge for those kind of the, the WWE Women's Tag Belts. Whoever holds them, they get a, they do get an opportunity to uh, take them on. Yeah, well, we'll follow up with that on the Wednesday. But uh, yeah, I like this match a lot. Uh, the winners, either winners would have been fine. I love Shotzi, but this is still great. Yeah, I think we were. I think I was pulling for Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon uh, because they felt they looked they looked more like a cohesive team. Ember Moon had some green in her hair, also. <laughs> but yeah, the the the, the storytelling. This was not typical babyface booking. I have to say, you know, the whole isolating Dakota Kai from her partner, you know, cutting off the ring and then working the knee. The uh, little bit of complaining there, uh, which is great. It's great to see babyfaces that aren't treated like absolute morons. Because I mean, yeah, this is if if you want to win the match, yeah, separate her from her opponent, for from her teammate, work yeah. the injury. Like those are all the Target things. Target the little one. Those are all the things you should be doing to win the game, uh, or to win the match rather. I mean, maybe this is a slight, uh, maybe not babyface turn, but more tweener towards the middle. If they're going to be challenging Nia and Shayna, people are going to cheer for Dakota and Raquel so just the slightest just the slightest of turns uh <laughs> just the slightest nothing um uh, nothing 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 too too crazy yeah but nice win either way they celebrate on the ramp with the trophy too big to carry so they just like shoot confetti and stand it's, there yeah it. that trophy's way too big <laughs> fucking massive but uh probably weighs as much as Dusty did seriously <laughs> but let's move on here because we just got so much good action on this card uh, Johnny Gargano defending that North American title against Kushida. But uh, during the Way's entrance, Dexter Loomis sneaks up behind <laughs> and just chloroforms Austin Theory. And so he's out. They don't even notice until the entrance. Johnny's like, what the fuck? He goes for his high five. No one's there. So he sends Candice and Indy to the back. So he's out on his own. We just got a good clean one-on-one. -on -one. And that's, we don't see the rest of the way for the whole match. Yeah, I think that was really something uh, that we wanted, really. Yeah, and what a match it was. This was just just nonstop, back and forth, submissions, reversals, on the mat, chain wrestling, just these great transitions, each man working over the arms and 
just looking for all these cool moves. And Kushida kept doing these cool suplexes where he like put Gargano's arms behind his back so he couldn't even like brace himself and just slams him down. Yeah, does that have a name? It looked uh, uh, it looked cool. <laughs> I think it's called the Hatch Suplex, but I'm gonna call it the Tom Segura. Because <laughs> I don't know if you saw how he broke his arm. Just directly behind his back. Yeah, you saw his basketball accident? Of course. <laughs> yeah, that's basically how Kushida landed on his arm, but both arms. He could have had a double. But uh, anyways, this was just awesome wrestling. We go up to the top rope where uh, Johnny reverses a move from Kushida into this crazy, like, twisting suplex off the top rope. Another big near fall there. Eventually, Kushida gets that hoverboard lock applied, but Johnny escapes. He hits the one final beat to the outside onto the ramp first, and then he hits a second one going back into the ring. And that gives him the three count. Retains his title against Kushida. But this was a fantastic. Yeah, episode. it was. This was great to see uh, probably Kushida's best match to date here in NXT. Yeah. You know, the counter wrestling. Both of these guys kind of looking for their finishers. And um, Kushida never got his. What is it, the hoverboard? The hover lock? Yeah, I mean, he never got it in good. Johnny just got out too quick, but... Yeah, I think we both wanted Kushida to win, but the match was so good that, you know, sometimes you just don't care. But he'll have his time, I hope. I hope. He'll have his time. And for the time being, the way uh kind of seems to be um, one of the top factions here in NXT. Yeah, I will say it's made me higher on Johnny Gargano once again. He was getting a little stale for me, but then the heel turn and the grouping of the way, I'm liking him again more yeah i mean he's always a good wrestler but i mean like storyline wise i'm interested of course he always seems to outdo himself in every in every match that he's in they just keep uh they just keep getting better yeah yeah but let's move on because it's this car just doesn't have a moment to slow down we got the dusty cup men's finals uh msk taking on the grizzled young veterans and uh you know i think we expected some good tag action and that's what we got just msk Continuing their great debut, just nothing but good things from them. Uh, definitely the flashier of the two teams here, but you know, the young vets, they work that nice grounded style and playing the heels perfectly. Lee was just flying all over the place, lots of flips. Um, yeah, eventually, there's too many cool moves to list. Eventually, uh, grizzled young vets, they get some big near falls, they go for the ticket to mayhem, but MSK counter. And hit the up and over off the middle rope. And that gets him the win. So MSK, Dusty Cup champs. Well deserved. Well deserved. Well predicted, of course, by us. Yeah, you take a you take a team sitting on a 1100-day PWG <laughs> Tag Team Championship reign. And, and counting. Course, and counting. And, of course, these guys are um, going to be uh, thrown to the top. They're athletic. They're fun. They're kind of... Um, it, it sort of seems like the you know the you know the AEW high flying tag team action kind of style. It seems like MSK is the closest thing that NXT has to that. A bunch of young guys who just fucking put it out all put it all out there on the line, and clearly they can be taught to work that WWE style of match. Yeah, yeah, this was great. Um... Yeah, just a great way to debut and book a team, you know, make them look legit right off the bat. So I'm all for this. And they'll get a title shot coming up soon. Coming up soon. One thing I did notice in uh, in this match, um, and I only, I think, noticed it because 
I never you never hear it in another match or even doing it. One of these guys had this kind of like bouncing off the top rope into a diamond cutter. And oh, yeah. commentary used the word cutter. cutter and it's just yeah. not something, of course, the RKO being such a synonymous move with Randall Keith Orton. Mm-hmm. Uh, you never see, you never see anybody else doing a cutter, let alone hear the words. Uh, of course, on WWE, on AEW, it's so, it's such a part, it's such a classic wrestling move. It would be like taking out a suplex. Like no one else is allowed to do suplexes because Brock did them, <laughs> or nobody else can do a fucking this because of this, right? It's such an essential move, and to see it uh, and to hear it is uh, was uh, man, I noticed that right away. Yeah, no, I did notice the word cutter as well, but yeah, great match. Great matches, great match. <clears throat> so far, we're fucking three for three already. Yeah, uh, we got a quick break in the action here for a nice little music video for the new Cameron Grimes, just living it up, all his wealth. He's partying in pools. He's, he's throwing money around. He's, he's, around. Uh, yeah. he's got his glasses he's by on. by himself, though, which is a little sad. Yeah, he poor, be partying poor with Grimes. Of- <laughs> but uh, yeah, looking forward to more of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's move on to the NXT Women's Championship match here. Io Shirai versus Tony Storm versus Mercedes Martinez. And this, uh, yeah, this is mostly a good match. You know, momentum shifting out between them throughout the match. Uh, Mercedes hit this nice, big, released German suplex off the top rope on Tony. Pretty painful landing there. Uh, but then soon the match spills outside to the announce floor. So we're going to do some fun stuff there and Tony goes over to clear the announce table, but then the thing just collapses. Just <laughs> that obviously wasn't supposed to happen. Yeah, this, uh, this got this got a, this got a laugh out of me for sure. Yeah, I mean Tony, she just like froze for a second, but moved on quickly. Um, we've had table botches before, but this is probably the worst. Like, I mean, not didn't ruin the match, but like just imploding from a slight touch yeah usually when it happens it's like they're both up there and then it just sort of falls yeah. under their weight i think like, that happened yeah. in the triple h batista match from yeah, a couple manias ago a couple times yeah and in that case you're like yeah two big yeah, like, people whatever. standing on top but uh yeah, that's like 400 pounds of weight I, yeah because uh, <laughs> I, I am curious i've always been curious how the table is set up so it can break and yeah, is that is like I because like sometimes I've thought to myself, is there a guy like on like a, a rope with a little yeah remote control or something? And when it's oh, like yeah. time for it to break, he presses the button and then like the hinges kind of, yeah. you know, fall off or something. Uh, but no, remember, I think it was just, you know, maybe just a couple screws, nails. <laughs> Do you remember those toys when we were kids? The crash test dummies? I don't think so. Uh, they were like, well. Basically, crash test dummies. There were these toys, and you'd like press a button, and they'd break, and then you put them back together, and they'd break. That's like how the table works, maybe. Okay, yeah, because yeah, <laughs> I mean, you would think they would try to reuse as many materials as they could of the tables, right? So they don't want them completely, yeah. uh, you know, completely <laughs> fucked. But Wade Barrett, I will say, he did a decent job covering it up uh, when it fell apart. It's like, oh. You know, last match when MSK came flying in, I felt it wobble. I felt the table buckle. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, thankfully, they had another big spot just ready to go. Because in the meantime, with all this table shenanigans, Io Shirai has climbed up the uh, the metal lighting rig and hits this huge diving crossbody off the steel beam onto Tony and Mercedes on the floor. So great bump. Who knows what that table was supposed to do? 
And she was probably 12 feet up there. Uh, she was 10 or 12 feet up, too. Yeah, that's high, especially for a shorter woman like her. Uh, even seven feet in the air is high. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyways, after all this craziness, they get back into the ring. Mercedes hits her fisherman buster on Toadie for a big two count. And then Tony comes back with the storm zero on her for another big near fall. So they're both having their chances. And then Tony climbs up to the top rope, hits a big diving headbutt. But when she goes for the cover, Io Shirai comes flying in off the top with her over the moon salt. And she covers Mercedes, gets a three count. So Io retains. Good match. Io retains in, the, in a third stellar match in a row. Um, and yeah, every everything was here. You know, the triple threat. Uh, we thought Merce- Mercedes. We, we earlier we said felt weird that Mercedes Martinez feels like maybe she was just kind of thrown in there. Um, but it fit. It all worked. It all worked very well for you know. Um, this wasn't necessarily the feud we thought would be happening for this title belt. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Eos had a gun run. I guess they don't want to take it off her quite yet. No, so that's fine. It's not a fantastic. She, she has to be coming up on. A year, pretty soon. Yeah, June, I think, is when she won it. Oh, really? That long ago? So a couple more. Okay. Uh, but yeah, overall, good match. Even the little table botch was something we can laugh yeah, at. Yeah, so. shit, didn't, ha- shit happens. It's not going to be perfect, yeah. folks. Oh, it doesn't bother me. No one got hurt. We're fine. It's good. It's fine. <laughs> uh, but yeah, maybe at this point, they're saving the big title change for maybe Raquel Gonzalez. Or something. Yeah, who's it going to be? Because also sometimes uh, I think we're going to need a an Io Shirai heel turn, right? So whoever can actually take it off her, you know, we I mean we don't want to see a you know a possibly year long reign end by a greasy heel getting their getting their win, right? Wouldn't we rather the payoff of of cheering for something somebody you've worked so hard for? Like a Shotzi Blackheart, maybe? I don't know. Somebody. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. No, I get what you're saying. But in the meantime, uh, let's get to this main event. Because we got Finn Balor defending his NXT title against Pete Dunne. And uh, this was just a great piece of technical wrestling. You know, kind of like the uh, Kushida Gargano match. Just different moves, but lots of submissions, joint manipulation. You know, of course, Dunn just targeting those fingers. The fingers. Making making a mess of them by the end. Uh, so Finn was targeting Dunn's leg, though. So just lots of yeah, good storytelling there, back and forth. Uh, Dunn hits the bitter end at one point, but Finn kicks out to save his title reign. And he fights back. He takes Dunn's mouth guard out of his mouth so he can give him some concussion. and Nails him in the head with a massive kick. Uh, followed by the coup de gras, and finally he hits the 1916 to get the victory, retain his title. Um, wow! But yeah, so good, hard-fought match. Uh, Balor's celebrating. His fingers are so crippled he can't even do his little gun pose. They're all like fucked up from the brutality. <laughs> his finger—he can't even do a little finger gun. His fingers are so fucked. Yeah. <laughs> but as he's celebrating, Oney Larkin, Danny Birch come out, attack him from behind. So, uh, but thankfully, the Undisputed Era members, Adam Cole, Roddy Strong, Kyle O'Reilly, they all come out to make the save for Finn Balor. Uh, And then Kyle offers a hand. He helps up Finn, shows him the respect. The members of Undisputed Era, they all do their pose in the ring. And Finn goes to do his pose. The copyright logo appears. But then Adam Cole super kicks Finn Balor out of nowhere. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly's pissed off. He's yelling at Cole. Strong is trying to calm everyone down. 
Kyle O'Reilly says, this is fucking bullshit. And then Cole super kicks Kyle. The double swerve. That was a great double swerve at the end there. The double uh, swerve. <laughs> yeah, the one kick was enough. But uh, two kicks, double swerve. Uh, Adam Cole leaves. Roddy Strong is like, what the fuck just happened? And Kyle O'Reilly and Balor are laid out. But what an ending. The Undisputed Era is finally disputed. The <laughs> or the end of the Undisputed Era. The end disputed era. The what? The end disputed era. Yeah, that was a bad one. Um, What'd you say? I missed the last two seconds. Oh, and it was a bad pun. I missed uh, the punchline. I missed the punchline. Yeah, there, no, there was no punchline. There was no setup. There was no anything. I'll have um, to listen back to the episode. Here. But... Yeah, exactly. I'm not repeating myself. But yeah, of course, the Undisputed Era would come to an end by Adam Cole's actions. Yeah, I think, you know, he's always been the leader of the group. So why not be the one? If I'm going to kill this group, I'm going to, you know. You know, and in, in doing so, providing us, you know, more challenges, you no know, more challengers uh, to Finn Balor's throne, of course, you know, I mean, Kyle O'Reilly, uh, Adam Cole continues to remain a top competitor, no matter where he is, or even if you haven't seen him for a couple weeks, he continues to remain, uh, a top competitor in any, for what, for whatever, whatever he's vying for, and of course he wants his, uh, NXT championship back. Yeah, he will become the first ever three-time NXT champ. And if this wait, no. Two, wait, did he? How many? He was only one time. Is he? I think it was one. Re- it was one really one long really long one. reign. That's what it was. The um, longest reigning champ. But of course, if you know, if this comes with it, an Adam Cole Kyle O'Reilly bout, which has well, to mean, exist in up. the future. Yeah, um, and I think this just yeah. for a Kyle O'Reilly babyface. This just fully. I mean, he's pretty much a babyface already, but. At this point, who's not going to cheer for Kyle? Right? And I mean, I feel bad for Bobby Fish, who's sitting at home on his couch watching this and whole thing like, what happen. The hell's like, what the hell is happening? What are you doing? What are you doing, Adam? I thought we were friends uh, because, of course, we yeah. know Bobby Fish is going to have to is going to be siding with Kyle O'Reilly when he comes back. They are always, you know, they're they are the tandem. They they were always the tag team of the group. Um, yeah. And Roderick Strong, Roderick Strong is just kind of, you know, maybe he's occupying the role of the son who, uh, you know, his parents are getting divorced. Yeah, and he might have to side with uh, Papa Cole. We'll see. Yeah, who are we'll see? But it's gonna be an ugly. It's gonna be an ugly divorce. (laughs) It's gonna be an ugly divorce. I know that. But um, that's uh, like two big groups in two weeks uh, losing members. Yeah, undisputed and big things. And I think what this means for us, you know, as not as NXT fans, as undisputed era fans, and as wrestling fans, this can only mean that the undisputed era are not getting called up to the main roster anytime soon. We have a well, lot of not as a group. We but. have a lot of unfinished business here to deal with on Wednesday nights, uh, and this is just the fucking first step of what could turn into a year of bangers. Right? Remember, NXT does not operate on that kind of like April to April schedule that the main roster kind of has. You know, now that they're sort of throwing in takeovers every you know every now and again, uh, they are sort of on their own calendar of we'll do whatever the fuck we want. Yeah, any match can be, or any any match, any, any is. show can be something <laughs> that's big. And of course, I don't think that there is a uh, um, a follow up. There's no takeover on the on the horizon. Nothing's been booked yet. So um, probably sometime around Mania, maybe. Yeah, I believe that'll be the next one, Mania weekend. So yeah, maybe they'll do that for the or but no, well, Mania is uh, two nights. 
Uh, then maybe yeah, but, maybe Takeover be the Friday. Oh wow! Know. Picture that three straight <laughs> fucking uh, three straight days of of wrestling. Yeah. Oh, I love it. But maybe not. I don't know. We'll see how they book it. Yeah, we'll have to see how they book it. Uh, but that was the show. Another, like we said, like we began, a fucking another fantastic uh, wrestling show. So let's get <laughs> into uh, let's get into our week then shall we because of course Wednesday keeps rolling we've got the elimination chamber coming up so actually we have Raw's go home show before we get to any of that let's get to our tweet of the week it's the tweet of the week it's the tweet of the week truly champion you know um there is a dominance in such sports that uh, sometimes that that you know uh, go unparalleled. You know, of course, we just watched Tom Brady lift uh, his seventh Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Bill uh, Bill Russell, of course, eleven time NBA champion. Hell, even Henri Richard, the Pocket Rocket, has won more than anybody else. So, if we're talking championships and the goats, certainly, I think amount of championships has to come into play. Right, you seven by Brady, eleven by Russell, ten by Richard, and uh, and clearing himself far and away as the ultimate Tweety League champion is our brand new winner, Randy the Ran Man, Randall Keith Orton. <laughs> of course, he's taking home his seventh Tweet of wow. the Week uh, championship. When earlier on uh, this week, um, a fan a fan account posted a photo of uh, both Randy Orton and Snoop Dogg. Posing um, on Snoop Dogg's bus for a photo back in 2008, where Randy Orton responds to this fan by saying, WrestleMania 25 pregame, and then a little uh, tree emoji. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, he then kind of keeps going on, response to that, um, where he says, It's come to my attention that I smoked some ganja, bracket, for the first time, with Snoop Dogg at WrestleMania 24, not 25. P.S. Uh-huh. Not the first time, you marks, but the first time with Snoop motherfucking D O double G. Oh man. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, you know, I mean, he's uh, our resident vapor, of course. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, as we know, um, and pain relief, all those sorts of things. Uh, my question for you, Mike, if this. I mean, I don't even know if this is too hard to ask. Uh, WrestleMania 24. Do you want to throw out what uh, what um, Randy Orton's uh, match would have been? Uh, 25, I know it. 24, let me think. So the main event was Taker Edge. Ooh, good memory. Uh, uh, Randy Orton. The year before, he was either... Uh, could be... Could be... <laughs> it's okay if you don't get it's okay if you don't get I mean, it I'll it was, just throw out a name and say Batista Batista that's a good guess that is a good guess but no coming <laughs> into this Wrestlemania Randy Orton Randy the Rand Man Orton was our WWE champion where he was taking on both John Cena and Triple H a match oh, in which I thought that was I knew I thought that was the other one. Okay, okay. This WrestleMania 24. I knew it was a triple threat match. Of yeah. course, of course a match that uh that Randy Orton won. Um yeah. I guess the highlight of this show was probably uh Floyd Mayweather taking on the Big Show and Shawn Michaels taking on Ric Flair. 
Yeah, that was great. The retirement. The retirement match. And yeah, like you had it. Edge uh, or Taker beats Edge uh, for that heavyweight championship for that big gold belt. Um, And one thing worth noting is, uh, you know, at the end of WrestleMania, they do the big fireworks celebration. Yeah. Uh, A bunch of people in the top of the stands got hit by the fireworks. No shit. Went off and like went into the, there's crowd footage of people like, whoa! Really? (laughs) Yeah. Like any like serious injuries? I hope not. Uh, I mean, nothing life altering, but I'm I'm sure some burns. Wow. Some burns and. Did they settle out settle out of court for that one? Maybe like, ah, oh, we'll give you tickets the next year's. <laughs> yeah, next year's mania. We'll fly you out there. Hey, and you know, for a couple third degree burns, that might actually not actually be that terrible. Maybe. It's like, I want it to sit in the rafters. You better give me some close seats. Oh, yeah. I'm ta- we're talking SummerSlam 2019 seats. Front row. I want to be beside Green Smiley Shirt. I want to be shirt. beside Green Shirt guy. Rubbing elbows. Yeah, and so not talk me. to him. I would talk to him all night. Really? D- didn't d- d- like, bro, what's your deal? How do you get here? How do you get? Yeah, you know, like that. Uh, there's that guy online who films people in nice cars and asks what they do for a living. Oh yeah. It would be yeah, like you're that. that guy, but with him. Like, what do you do for a living? <laughs> One, <laughs> yeah. how do you have this much money? And two, how do you have this much time off? From no, st- I, from the stuff. thing that I wonder the most is how do you acquire that exact seat every time at every venue? You have to have some sort of, like with all the computers and bots out there, how do you get that ticket every time? Well, I would think it's one of two things. Either WWE's giving, like reserving that seat for him and he's still paying for it, or mm-hmm. money is uh, no object for this man. And he's actually finding the person who has that seat <laughs> and then offering them seven, eight, nine, ten times the market value yeah. just so he can be sitting there. Who knows? I want to know. I want to know. I also want to know. <laughs> God damn it. Well, but anyways. <laughs> that was our tweet of the week. Way to go. Yeah, Randy. Randy Orton tying up Tom Brady with those uh with those records. Okay, let's uh let's move on over to uh the rest of our week. Of course, we um we are talking about SmackDown. Okay, folks, it's Friday night. It's time for SmackDown Live. It uh it used to be on Tuesday, but then uh I think it was on Friday before though. No, no, wait. We used to film it on a Thursday and then release it. It's just SmackDown Live. Yeah, we got to figure out uh, what they're going to do for the chamber. So Adam Pierce comes out. He brings out Roman and his tribe. And uh, Pierce says he's got the contract for Reigns to defend his universal title inside the chamber. But Heyman tells Pierce, no, that's not the way it's going to be. Roman Reigns is only obliged to defend his title at the chamber, but not inside the chamber. Uh, so the winner of the SmackDown Chamber match is going to get a universal title opportunity on the spot that same night, which doesn't seem fair. But Pierce says, okay, all right, you got me. So let's announce the first two participants, Jey Uso, Kevin Owens. So they get in automatically, and the other guys have to fight in qualifying matches. You know, but this is something that we've seen before, right? Uh, where yeah. somebody, ha- you know, earns their spot. Of course, Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania 31. Which match are you referencing? Yeah, didn't he have to uh, take on somebody earlier on in the night so that he oh, could take on? Oh, WrestleMania 30. 30. Sorry, my mistake. Yeah. 30. I was one year off. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, we've we've <laughs> we've seen this sort of shtick before. The odds will be stacked against whoever is taking on that big dog. But I mean, the chamber—that's a vicious, brutal match. Oh, of course. Well, structure the the it's uh... a <laughs> the structure. Oh yeah, get your bean counter out. For yeah, Sunday. yeah, we're counting structures, baby. If we remember. I'll remember. Uh, <laughs> I, I've written it down on a piece of okay. paper. I'm trusting you. 
so we'll figure out the rest, though, of that chamber later in the night. Yes. But uh, backstage, Sonya Deville approaches Pierce and says, hey, man, yeah, you stood up to Roman out there. I'm proud of you. And I got some, I got some ideas for these qualifiers, uh, such as the first, let's have a tag team match. Uh, Dominic and Rey Mysterio taking on King Corbin and Sami Zayn, where the winning team, both members, will get a spot in the chamber. So two for one. Good way to do it. Yeah. Um, Dominic, early on, he hits a huge suicide dive. He's got so much momentum, he like flies headfirst in the table. And that's why Baron Corbin gets the job. He is... <laughs> who I, I, I gotta say, it ha he has to be so fucking safe to work with. He saved the I mean, shit. I guess. He saved the shit out of Dominic Mysterio. He doesn't do a whole lot on on that tope. There has well again. There has to be something. <laughs> he did. About I will. I'll admit him. Yeah, he's a good. He's a good professional. And he Dominic to... also coming out. I don't know if you noticed this. Uh, it, uh, he has more tattoos now. He's got one that's kind of coming down his arm onto his uh, like the back of his palm, the back of his hand there. Uh, did you okay. notice? this? I know. I don't think so. I just noticed. Well, I know he has that other tribal one on his. Yeah, it's on like the other arm. He's got kind of like a snaky looking thing going all the way down okay. onto uh, onto the back of his hand. Yeah, I'll look closely on. Friday, I mean, well, we couldn't but... tell because he was uh, covering up with those dumb fucking pink. Uh... <laughs> yeah, that's true. We haven't seen him. <laughs> well, now that he's uh, actually wrestling, we don't watch him looking like a fucking fool. Yeah, but him and Ray, they're on a roll. They hit a double six one nine on Corbin. But Sammy, he's the legal man, so he runs in with a haluva kick on Dominic and puts him or pins him for the three counts. So the Sammy and Corbin. Haluva kick. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Hell of a kick. Uh, but Sammy and Corbin are in the chamber. Probably for the, you know, Dominic's still a little green. He might not have as much fun in the chamber as. Yeah, you're right. That's probably not the match for him, and it sort of seems like the Mysterios are now in tandem. I would love to see them as a team uh, and just yeah. be the Mysterios. It's, Why not go after uh, Rudin Ziggler or something? It sort of go seems like it's very study. easy to, you know, I mean, we already saw that double 619, the 12 218 on, uh, <laughs> I think we saw one on Brock a couple Survivor Series ago. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, I agree. Let them stay as a team for a little bit. Yeah, why not? But uh, the actual tag champs, Rudin Ziggler, they're backstage pitching to Sonya about them being in the chamber. So they say, all right, same deal. You can earn your spot in the tag match if you beat Cesaro and Brian. So we'll get that later. Okay. But uh, more backstage shenanigans when Reginald approaches Sasha, gives her a glass of champagne. She takes it. He walks off, but he looks back and smirks. Like, is it drugged or something? I don't know. I, I, don't, I, don't, like, I don't like this guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's not that special. Or rather, it's this thing that happens sometimes where like we need a man to drive a woman's storyline and i think that's what it is i believe the women on the smackdown's roster are strong enough that they don't need a non-wrestling male to legitimize themselves yeah i think it's i guess i think it's more of that kind of thing and yeah i don't think you know carmella's not the strongest in-ring performer but she's fine she's fine out of the ring to let her have these opportunities yeah uh, I don't know. Maybe they just want someone that they can humiliate without 
doing it to the girls. Oh, right. A humiliating angle. Okay, well, in that yeah. case, let's go no, for it. No, I mean, it. like, someone that they can beat up and embarrass and make a fool of. Yeah. Without making without, Carmella look bad. Yeah. Which, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not saying it's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. I don't, know if that's a, I don't know if that's a better idea, but I guess it's just happening. <laughs> uh, Big E comes out, cuts a promo about defending that Intercontinental title last week, and he looks ready. Looks like he's going to issue an open challenge. But Apollo Crews comes out to interrupt. Says, hey, man, you want to give an open challenge? I want a shot. But Biggie's Biggie's getting a little mean with him. He says, no, nah, man, you had your time. Go back to catering. Take a break. <laughs> Work your way up. Things get heated between them. But Biggie just says, bring out my challenger. And then Nakamura comes out. So we get Intercontinental title match. Biggie, Nakamura. Things were going well. Biggie was ready to hit the big ending when Apollo Crews nails him with a drop kick. Constantly DQ ruins the match. But it looks like Cruz, though, full on heel. Yeah, either he's full on. Yeah, he's got to be full on now. Yeah. Right? So Make it, him hang out with Roman more. I like that. What they were yeah, it's, it's no longer a tease. Um, yeah. Haven't they had a title match already, the two of them? Like, uh, I feel like a couple yeah. weeks ago, maybe. Or maybe they even they've had two. Um, yeah, he was in that triple threat. Yes, he was in yeah. the triple threat match. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, either way, the Apollo Crews thing is rocking, I guess. They have good chemistry, so... Uh, yeah, they're doing something with him, which is better than that when he was fighting the Hurt Business for like a year. <laughs> for literally 365 days. <laughs> uh, but then Seth Rollins makes his return to SmackDown with this new leather suit he's rocking, and uh, the whole roster is surrounding the ring. As he speaks to them, he says he's changed in his absence. Uh, you know, recently becoming a parent, and... They applaud him. Uh, he says his baby girls changed his life, giving him new perception, new vision. When I look around this ring, I see the most talented performers in history. And uh, I look at how amazing SmackDown is, and I wonder, where do I fit in? So it looks like maybe he's turning a new leaf, but he goes back to his same old shtick. Just says, I'm the great leader that SmackDown needs, and I'm going to push us into the future. So the roster just starts to walk away. They don't want to listen to this bullshit. So... Uh, except for Cesaro, he stuck around to listen to all of it, but uh, that was just out of respect because he walks out on his own after. But Seth is pissed, so he attacks Cesaro, beats him up until Daniel Bryan comes out to save him. Okay, now uh, you may have to jog my memory because I was trying to find this online and I couldn't. Uh, but I know it somewhere. There was some kind of Seth Rollins town hall from... Uh, I, more pre-COVID era, yeah, where yeah, this was... exact same thing happened. Everybody came around the ring. He starts spouting himself off. Everybody leaves, and I, I, I tried. I, I found like a couple. Uh, yeah, I was just trying to find it. Do you remember this happening from uh, November of <laughs> 2019? Uh, so it was before his preacher. Era. Before, yeah, before the Monday Night Messiah, but he was preaching the same kind of words. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, they've had a few town halls. I mean, not just Seth Rollins. Uh, remember they had the Shane O'Mac town hall. How could we forget? Liv Morgan and Charlotte. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it was kind of the same thing, and felt very what, similar. Yeah, yeah, and Seth basically is doing the same thing. He's a father, but I'm still gonna preach. So, and where the hell's Buddy Murphy? <laughs> Yeah, he should he should have ended his promo with that. Where Mexico the hell's Buddy Aaliyah. Murphy? Yeah, I don't know. Him and Aaliyah are in Mexico having a baby. <laughs> oh my God, that's the next angle we're gonna get. <laughs> yeah, 
Uh, Rey Mysterio Jr. Jr. That'll be the baby. Ooh. But uh, Bailey is taking on Liv Morgan. Singles action. Liv looking pretty good. Getting lots of moves in. Ruby's cheering her on at ringside when Billy Kay runs up mid-match. She wants to apologize. Uh, she even cut out little heads of Ruby and Liv. Pasted them on her headshot. Uh, but Ruby's like, Billy, not a good time, and just tosses the pictures away into the ring, which uh, distracts the ref because he's got to clear out that ring, clean up. All those little uh, pieces of paper. You don't want people slipping. Yeah. Those glossy photos are slippery. Uh, but Bailey takes advantage of the ref's back turn, pokes Liv in the eyes, and then hits her headlock driver, which I found out they finally, they call it the rose plant, which I think I knew that already. But rose I forget plant. it all the time. Because it doesn't really, she says, that sounds like Mandy Rose's finisher. It that sounds like it would be someone belonging to Mandy Rose or somebody yeah. else with the name Rose. Like, what is Bailey? Why don't I call it the Ding Dong? Here's <laughs> the, the Ding, ding Dong. dong. <laughs> hello. <laughs> uh, they should. They should call it the Ding Dong. Hello. You know what? It's really funny to see. So there's kind of, there's two women right now being booked on SmackDown without actually wrestling. We have Billy Kay and Sonya Deville. Mm-hmm. And there's two women who we have on the show, and th- they couldn't be presented more opposite from each other. Sonya Deville, I think we saw her, yeah, we saw her earlier on in the show suggesting things to Adam Pierce, really working that behind, uh, you know, she's very serious, and she she dresses in her professional all black. And then on the mm-hmm. other side, we have Billy Kay, who's clearly a much funnier person and a much more fun personality, but... She is somehow treading water with this character. Where Sonya Deville's feels like we have a purpose, if that makes sense. Uh, yeah. She has a reason to be there. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, someone either needs to finally accept Billy or she needs to move on. Yeah, it's one of those two things. And uh, I like what we're doing because, yeah, we don't need somebody to be in the ring to make an impact. But uh, it, 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 it is interesting to see both of these two women being booked in the complete opposite way, although they're representing a similar role. Yeah. And I mean, who knows? I'm not sure. I mean, I don't think there's anything physically wrong with Sonya, but who knows when she'll be back in the ring. Yeah, we could just ride out this uh, look at me, I'm badass thing, too. Yeah, because she does. I mean, Pierce... People respect him, but Sonya, there's like this little intimidation factor, even with the men. Yeah, a little bit. Well, there's the, you know, she, her MMA background. Uh, you yeah. know, there is that constant, like, uh, what, what was her? She um, just looks like a badass woman. Put, put your hair up and square up. You know, she's got yeah, this, up, like, up, yeah. I'll <laughs> kick the shit out of you thing. Billy Kay's never had that. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll make you laugh. She'll make you laugh, at least, which uh, I guess make that's a good, good, nice consolation. Yeah, we need that. Uh, but these next guys, they can do both. We got the Street Profits taking on Otis and Gable. Uh, so it looks like Ford is declared to compete again, which is, you know, great for the tag division. Haven't been a little while. Yeah. Gable, of course, looking good as he always does. But Street Profits showing no ring rust as eventually Ford hits his from the heavens frog splash to get the win. Uh, the Alpha Academy. That's what we're going with here. Uh, that's the name i knew i was kind of i i was on the it was on the tip of my tongue last week (laughs) and i couldn't quite nail it down but uh but yeah and it's it's really funny to see this too because i feel as though the perception is that the otis and gable team seemed very random however if you're like us and you've been checking out the carnage shack videos on instagram every day you know these guys have been pumping iron for years now together yeah uh I don't know. I just want to see more Chad Gable on my TV is always a good thing for me. 
Yeah, yeah, so. and it's you know, especially and if you're paired with Otis, you're immediately a baby face, uh, <laughs> which is probably good for everybody. Yeah. Uh, then Sasha Banks comes out to cut a promo on Bianca Belair and her big decision she's got to make and the road to WrestleMania we're on. And Bianca comes out and just says, you know, girl, I see you, but you ain't the boss of me. But before she can say much else, the women's tag champs come out, Nia and Shayna, and they, uh, they cut a promo to insult them. And uh, Banks says, yeah, well, watch this. And she plays some footage, first of them losing. And next, she plays the clip of Jax's famous, my hole, which was uncensored in this clip. So. Yeah, they were, they clearly went back on that decision immediately afterwards. Yeah. They saw it blowing up. Like, oh, we got to, we don't want people to click other videos. They got to click our video. Yeah, that, it could be something like that. You know, they, Vince doesn't get the, uh, the hits if uh, you're clicking somewhere <laughs> else. Uh, so everyone just starts swinging after that. Uh, Sasha, Bianca, team up, take out the heels, stand tall. Yeah, because why the because because nice. why the hell not? Yeah, look good. Because hopefully these uh, days are numbered for these tag champs. Hopefully. Yeah, the dirty dogs. No, I mean the women's tag champs. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but you know the ones. Nah, they're still dirty dogs. dogs. I'll give them that. I mean, yeah. Uh, speaking of the dirty dogs, the main event is Dolph Ziggler. That's what I meant. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, you were just ten seconds ahead of me. <laughs> uh, but Ziggler and Rude. Uh, facing Brian and Cesaro for those final spots in the chamber. Uh, Root and Ziggler, I don't know if you noticed, they had a brand new theme song. I don't think it I did. It wasn't just a mishmash. was not a mishmash of their two themes. It's just original. Not that it was, it was generic rock, but it was an original tune. Mm. So I love me some gen rock. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, the match was fine. I think in the middle of it, Corbin and Sammy come out to watch. Uh, Cesaro continuing his streak of just looking good. He gets the hot tag, starts running wild, locks a sharpshooter on Ziggler and taps out. So that sharpshooter's picking up some steam. Uh, Cesaro and Brian, big win. And commentary even note just how red hot Cesaro is. So I'm all in for this Cesaro it push. It seems like there's a bit of a push. I just hope that uh, we're pushed somewhere where we want to be. I mean, we're still constantly thinking, or I'm still at least thinking, about what is Edge's move come mania yeah. you know not only do you want him to like if, if you had to pick that list of people who edge is guaranteed to have a banger with um although they don't have any you know any experience together i think cesaro is probably like both cesaro and daniel bryan are on that list oh yeah they could definitely of people up. who could have a banger of a match and be super safe and you know i'm sure cesaro knows how to deal with performers who have multiple things fused together in their body uh <laughs> you know he could even get one of those little you know his little cesaro swing out there and land edge ever so gently um yeah. but who the hell knows who the hell knows what's happening who knows? We'll find out in this chamber. But uh, Cesaro celebrates. Jey Uso attacks from behind with a chair. So Corbin and Zane jump in. Eventually, Kevin Owens comes out to help. He just cleans house with a bunch of stunners. Bunch of stunners, uh, the way it should be. Yeah. <laughs> and that was it. Yeah, that was our SmackDown. That was the SmackDown. Another great show. And of course, we do have one more of those shows before the uh, this coming this upcoming chamber. So we um. Kind of will fill. Uh, I think there are still a couple roles that need to be filled on that uh, on that card. Or am I crazy? Yeah, I'm crazy. Never mind. Um, let's move. <laughs> sorry. Let's move over to That's Monday Night Raw. Let's get raw. 
you know, it's not blue, it's red. Uh, that's all about I have. Uh, and who kicks off this uh, this week's show? None other than a very special episode of Ms. TV. And I say it's very special because isn't every episode of Ms. TV a little bit special? Well, this one, he was on his own, which is kind of special for, you know, he's been with Morrison the past year straight yeah year god it's been a year of john morrison here and it's almost like he isn't uh <laughs> but yeah but of course we do have um i guess our special guest on ms tv is the wwe champion drew mcintyre yeah we kept calling andy yeah i said andrew andrew yeah, andrew andy andrew andy. Uh, so he's annoying they're talking about the upcoming chamber match and seamus betraying him but yeah Miz just keeps doing things interrupting drew to Piss him off, and Drew finally snaps. Just tell him to shut the hell up. Uh, but Miz keeps blabbing, so Drew hits him with the Glasgow kiss and then just chucks his money in the bank away into the Thunderdome. Uh, and then he just kind of leaves, but Miz gets back on the mic, starts talking about Edge. And then he says, you know what? I'm removing myself from the Elimination Chamber match because I want to be fresh to cash in. Which, I don't get it. Why would you throw away a free opportunity? The title. It's a guaranteed free opportunity. You yeah. know what? And Just save the money for another day. So yeah, there was this little bit in the middle where uh, you know Miz, you know the Miz and John rap videos thing going on uh, yeah. that we keep getting, which is weird. I feel like two. That's where I feel like two people given uh, you know a rap video. Um, that's mid card comedy act. But Miz mm-hmm. always comes out with these tough guy promos, which I feel really lose their effectiveness when a, we kind of smash cut to the com- the mid-card comedy act. Yeah. Um, you know, but I guess, of course, Miz, Miz has that Money in the Bank champion or Money in the Bank uh, championship opportunity. So I guess he's always going to be there. I just wish we could pick a lane. Like, is the, does, is the Miz going to, you know, are we being a comedy act with this thing or are we... Uh, more of a serious, you know, thing. I don't know. Where do you land? Yeah. No, I don't know. I don't know. This, uh, I just, either way, I think it was a dumb decision on his part in kayfabe. Yeah. Just remove yourself from the chamber. Silly kayfabe decision. <laughs> uh, so if you, uh, so let's say like, um, if, uh, Miz gets eliminated, could he just like ca- he could just cash right then and put himself back into the match? It sort of seems like he has twice he has two, two times the amount of opportunities as uh, fucking Hardy and Sheamus and everybody and everybody else in the match. Yeah, I mean, okay, yeah, we'll see, we'll see. Whatever his strategy is, yeah, weird weird decision. Um, but hey, I'm not the Miz, so no. it's not my fault. <laughs> Uh, let's move on. Hurt Business takes on Riddle and Lucha House Party. Six-man tag. Uh, nothing too special, I guess. The most notable thing was MVP appeared to hurt his knee legit at one point. Just kind of like buckles when he's walking. He starts limping a bit. And then, yeah, he but, uh, he left he left the match and never returned. Uh, Didn't he? Well, he was the one that ate the pen from the floating bro. Oh, yeah. Riddle. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he kind of... Either way, he was limping, hobbling the rest of the match. So, uh, And, of course, afterwards, Lashley has to come out and attack Riddle like he always does. Given that vicious that hurt, hurt lock. lock. Yeah. Um, and then I think backstage, Miz suggests to Adam Pierce that John Morrison be his replacement in the chamber. But Pierce is like, no, 
I said former champions only. I know that was a bummer. I was actually <laughs> really praying for that because you know we we we, we see the cool flippity doo dahs that he can do. Yeah, he could parkour all over. He could that. parkour all over the place. You know, structure that structure. The the uh, <laughs> the unforgiving structure. Twenty thousand pounds of steel. Wow, that's ten tons. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Bad Bunny still hanging around. He lives at the Thunderdome now. Apparently, uh, may, yeah, he must. His house must be like on the other side of the rabbit street. hole. Yeah. Bad done. Bunny's rabbit hole. Uh, and he's hanging out with his best buddy Priest, just talking Spanish. When uh, on the other side of the room, there's a commotion as Tazawa rolls up our truth to win the twenty four seven title. And Tazawa celebrating, he backs up right into Priest, who slams him into some uh, equipment, and then. He's on the ground, and he just tells Bud Bunny, go for it. So Bunny pins Tazawa, wins his first ever W247 title. His first ever 24-7 title, and i got to be honest, I think he's probably sitting, what, now on probably like a three-day reign? So he's slowly becoming uh, the mo- <laughs> like the one to hold this belt for the longest yeah, he could hold this consecutive, thing like t- consecutive days. You know, he's uh, before we know it, he'll be on Gronkowski level. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Uh, but then more backstage, Kofi Kingston pitches to Pierce being in the chamber. Cause he's like, Hey man, I'm a former WWE champion. So why did you skip me before? But then Miz walks up and he's like, ah, and everybody argues. So Pierce just says, all right, fuck it. Miz versus Kofi tonight. If Miz wins, Morrison's in. Kofi, if you win, you're in. Kofi, you know, of course the chamber and Kofi are two things that seem synonymous with each other at this point. Yeah, Kofi Mania, baby. Oh, who ca- how can we forget? Yeah, what a fun ride. Yeah. But uh, tag team action, Charlotte Flair and Asuka taking on Lacey Evans and Peyton Royce. Uh, but Lacey doesn't get in the ring at all for the match. She's just avoiding Charlotte, leaving Peyton to do most of the fighting. Uh, but eventually Peyton does tag in Lacey against Charlotte. But Lacey just bails to the floor, gets on the microphone and says, Charlotte, don't put your hands on me. I'm pregnant. And then Ric Flair just looks at her and he's like, oh, really? And he starts laughing and celebrating, dancing, wooing. Uh, maybe implying he's the father. Who knows? But uh, Lacey's music hits and Charlotte just looks like, what the fuck? Her world is shattered. Um, God. Lace, and then, yeah, the match just kind of gets abandoned. There was no count out. Everyone just leaves. Like, <laughs> Everyone just the fucking fuck leaves. Um, I have two <laughs> points on this. One, uh, Mike, did you know that Doug Flutie held the uh, 24-7 t- championship uh, back before s- on Super Bowl weekend? No, I didn't catch yeah, that. Yeah, I must have missed it must either. It was So it went Rosenberg, Truth, Doug Flutie, Truth, Tazawa. Uh, okay, I was running. Uh, the last I saw was Rosenberg. I didn't know how. I know. I didn't know it went like bang, 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 bang. But of course. So they didn't even mention it. They didn't even show clips on it. They didn't even TV show clips, right? But who knows? Doug Flutie, way to go. One time, 24-7. Uh, yeah. Championship. And yeah. Mike. The- and the last man to ever score a drop kick in the NFL. Oh, was that so? Yeah, the drop kicks are really cool. It's a fun little, uh, fun little fact there. But yeah, but back to the matter at hand. Um, God. Uh, well, whoa. I mean, so first of all, did you know Lacey Evans is only thirty years old? Uh, second of all, Oscar meant nothing. I've never well, seen what? What was your well? Yeah, gonna I don't be? even. Well, third of all, this is a real pregnancy. Is it? Oh, we're not shooting. 
We uh, are. I mean, we it are, is a shoot. Are, Lacey is pregnant. Oh no way! Okay, I did not yeah. know that. Um, yeah. But I feel like so, there was a bunch of better ways to play it off. Uh, yeah, it's definitely weird that Rick's uh, even implied. I feel like it's gonna be a swerve where she's like, "I would never touch Rick Flair." There has the to father. be a swerve coming up. Yeah, but obviously this ruins everything. My hopes and dreams of Lacey beating Oscar for the title. Nope. because uh, she's gonna be not wrestling for the next like seven months or whatever it is. And it just sucks. So you know, and we had out of all the talent we had in this segment, Oscar was nothing. Peyton Royce was an afterthought, uh, <laughs> and it just feels like fucking. I don't know, unless they're panicking to get, you know, to get out of this program because of a real life pregnancies, but just it was fucking just horrible storytelling. Hel- it's weird. No, one, no one wants to see a 70-year-old man fucking a 30-year-old. Nobody girl wants pregnant. to see nobody <laughs> wants the implication that a 75-year-old man got a 30-year-old pregnant. Nobody wants that. Yeah. Um No, it was weird. Uh but you know, congratulations, Lacey, <laughs> on the actual pregnancy. I mean, I guess, yeah, congratulations, Lacey, but, like, poor Asuka. Like, this woman is the fucking champion. And this child is going to grow up one day and be like, wow, I was in your belly on TV and you're doing that shit. Okay, first first of all, it would be very fun <laughs> if I was a fetus and involved in a I mean, WWE yeah, storyline. Like, That's me. I was on TV. Charlotte's looking at me. But yeah, Asuka, <laughs> Asuka's currently sitting, I mean, she won this belt back at SummerSlam, and we may have had, Lana took her on once. Um, yeah, no, nothing uh, too No, nah, I can't even think, I, I, I don't think she's had a, a, a Raw Women's Championship match on a pay-per-view since she got this belt back, I don't think. I mean, <sighs> I, I could be wrong, but uh, God damn it. God damn it. Yeah, no, it's unfortunate. And uh, this whole, I mean, they were putting a lot into this Lacey-Charlotte storyline. And if it's been derailed, I mean, I don't know. I guess now Charlotte and Asuka have to fight. or I don't know what's going to happen. But, uh, I mean, not that the storyline was that good to begin with. But, <laughs> yeah. At the end of it all, I'm just sad because I thought Lacey was about a week away from finally winning the title. Yeah, it almost felt, li- it almost felt like uh, she was close, but... I guess. I mean, maybe they can still do it. I'm looking at the wiki. She's still on the card against Oscar. So. Oh, really? We'll see. Maybe they'll let her have a quick roll up, no bumps, win the title, and then forfeit it. <sighs> yeah. Um. What's <laughs> I don't know. What's her name? Oscar's uh, had one pay per view championship match. It was against Selena Vega at Survivor Series. She did oh, have yeah. the match at Clash of Champions against Sasha, which she lost. But I'm not really counting. That wasn't really for the championship. It was, you know, no, it was that. that was, it was. Yeah. It was all it was all stakes, you know. Of course, Sasha was the women's champion at the time, uh, so or still, but yeah, that was it. Uh, God damn it, poor woman. Where's yeah. Kyrie Sane? Yeah. Can we can we have Kyrie Sane back stateside? That would make things uh, a lot easier. Yeah, she was nice, but uh, Kofi Kingston taking on the Miz for that chamber spot. Nice little back and forth. Eventually, Kofi hits the Trouble in Paradise, gets the win, earning his spot. I like it. Earning his spot, you know, yeah, so like uh, that's great. You know, I mean, The Miz definitely, you know, certainly costing John Morrison the mat, you know, or the opportunity well, to be in there. Yeah. So, But, uh, I mean, Kofi, he's still pretty athletic. He can do some fun little cage climbing maybe. Yeah. He'll do it. He'll Just do a cool thing. He cage. didn't do anything cool during the Rumble, so he'll have to do something cool. He wasn't cool in the here. Rumble. Exactly. 
yeah. you'll have to do something cool here. Yeah. Well, the Rand Man, Randy Orton comes out, cuts a promo on the Elimination Chamber. Or I guess, no, it was like a backstage promo. But yeah. At the very end, he gets cut off as the tape switches over to Alexa. And she's in the funhouse. She's got her scary white eyes going on. And uh, she says in the fire, he was destroyed. But in the future, he will be reborn. And then it zooms out. And we see she's sitting in this pentagram of blood and candles. So she's doing some satanic shit now. Uh, and then the lights just go red and she laughs. So the resurrection of The Fiend, maybe. The is, resurrection uh, of The Fiend. What mm-hmm. pay-per-view was that at? Is that at Payback, maybe? It's been a long time since we have seen The Fiend, but a, probably an appropriate amount of time that you would need to recover from a uh, burning. Full body burn. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we'll see. But Lana has taken on Shayna Baszler, singles action. Shayna dominates most of it, but Lana gets a couple nice kicks, a nice crossbody. Uh, but then outside the ring, Nia Jackson, Naomi just start fighting. Shayna grabs Naomi. Lana rolls her up. Big two count. But then Shayna just locks in the Kirafuda clutch and Lana taps out. Yeah. Um, another one. Uh, of course, no one couldn't believe that Lana wins and she didn't. Uh... <laughs> I feel like they've erased this tag title opportunity from history that Lana and Naomi are supposed to get. It, yeah, we haven't. It doesn't feel like we've talked about it at all, or because um, they've booked an NXT tag title match first that I feel like they're gonna lose, so they're not even. They're never gonna. And it just feels like we're week after week of this women's tag titles not being good, <laughs> and and every single week we're like, this is where they turn it around, and then they don't, and then we're like, okay, th- this week is where they turn it around, and then they don't. Uh, we're two weeks away. Oh, from that championship opportunity. Yeah, we're two weeks away yeah. and then just fucking pray to God. Because if they don't win it, what the fuck was the point of winning Man, win. the championship, they right? I wonder if this belt, too, when it comes to things like this, is like, is this a Vince decision? Or do we think well, this is a Triple H decision at that point? Uh, that one's hard to say. Vince might not even give a shit. He'd be like, oh, who gives a fuck? Because it certainly feel like, feels like he doesn't give a shit about the champion, yeah. about the belt to begin with. If Trips just says, like, hey, can I hold on to this one for a while? <laughs> and uh, I don't know. Maybe you'll die before it goes back. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. We'll see. But hopefully, we get what we want. Mm-hmm. But uh, backstage, Adam Pierce is approached by Braun Strowman, and he wants to know why he wasn't put in the chamber. And Braun tells him, uh, "You better let Shane McMahon know he needs to make this right, or things are gonna get ugly around here." I don't know. I couldn't even remember what brand Strowman was on. Uh, Raw Underground. It's its own brand. I, mean, I remember that. <laughs> they're, they're their own but. brand, and he's on it. Yeah. Him and, uh, what was the other guy? Baba Kumte and Riddick <laughs> Moss and uh, uh, Marina Shafir that one time. You know, they're all in their yeah. own roster. Well, uh, let's get to this gauntlet match that we were promised earlier. That I never mentioned until now, but uh, a gauntlet match where the winner, it's all the members of the chamber match, and the winner gets the honor of being the last member released from their pod. So get that advantage. It's classic. This is a thing, something we've done before, I think. Yeah, you know, book a gauntlet match to figure out the order, and, you know, we always love a good gauntlet match. So Yeah. Uh, starts off with AJ Styles, Kofi Kingston. They have a nice little match. Olmos grabs Xavier on the outside, just picks him up with one hand, choke slams him right over the barricade. 
So Kofi goes after, gets in the face of him, and the ref has had enough. He ejects Omos. So, uh, but Kofi, he's a bit hurt. You know, he already had to wrestle that match earlier in the night. So AJ takes advantage, hits the phenomenal forearm, gets a three count. Boom. And then for, the next first first down. First down, Kofi's out. Drew McIntyre's out next. The champ himself taking on AJ. So they have a nice little bout. Uh, they got a good amount of time. Eventually, Drew hits the Claymore, eliminates AJ. But AJ looks good as always. Of course. AJ's, AJ Styles always- is like the Daniel Bryan <laughs> of Raw right now. Yeah, they just... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and then Jeff Hardy's out next. So him and Drew. Uh, Hardy did okay, but he's not going to be pinning Drew at this point in time. So... Hits the twist of fate, goes for the swan tom, but Drew gets his knees up, blocks it, hits the claymore, eliminating Hardy. Of course, and we also know, we never see that babyface versus babyface thing either. We never see that. <laughs> Not as often, no. no. Uh, then Randy Orton comes out next, uh, but early on he gets thrown outside the ring when the lights start to shut down. And Alexa Bliss' face just appears all over the Thunderdome, just thousands of her on these screens. She's laughing. and Actually, I don't know. I thought the visual was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Just seeing a bunch of her all synced up. And the echo. Uh, well, it did a good job. It distracts Orton as he's kind of looking around, not noticing the ref as he counts to 10. So Orton's counted out of the match. Count outs. Count out. But uh, that leaves our final member of the gauntlet match. Drew takes on Sheamus. Uh, so Seamus's entrance music hits, but he pulls a fast one as Drew is looking down the ramp. There's no Seamus. He just appears from behind. So uh, just proceeds to beat the crap out of Drew for the next few minutes. McIntyre has a bit of a comeback. He goes for the Claymore, but Seamus avoids it. Hits the broke kick. Gets a three count. So he has pinned the WWE champion. Wow, who would have thunk that one? Yeah, earning that coveted last spot. Uh, our last entrant into the chamber. I like uh, I like Seamus, big boy. Always have. Yeah, he's always a big, tough bruiser, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's a big momentum, pinning the champion, even if he was in there for a while. If you do that Sunday, we got a guaranteed new title winner. Yeah, it's one of those funny things, too, where, I mean, and as a viewer, it's like I'm as a viewer versus as a booker. Like, it is funny that WWE would give these, what, five, six guys away for free for an hour. And then they're <laughs> like, hey, pay for it and see it again on Sunday. It is, like That's a funny thing. As a fan, I'm like, I want to see more of all of this stuff. But as a... I wonder sort of what they're thinking, you know, in that. And as we say, that third hour of Raw is tough to fill. So why not fill it with five of the best performers? Sorry, six of the best performers on the roster. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Always like uh, the gauntlet matches usually end up working out pretty well. So Yeah. Yeah, they end up being a big success. And that was the entire Monday Night Raw show. I'd like to see a gauntlet match for the title one time. That'd be cool. Well, doesn't the chamber operate? No, it, the chamber doesn't operate in that way, does it? I mean, the chamber, you could have all the men in there at once, and then they get eliminated. Right. Like, so if you if you, if you you pin the guy who was the champion, all it means is there will be a new champion. It doesn't mean you're yeah, temporarily doesn't mean you're the champion. champion. I wonder if that's no. ever happened, because that does sound like a fun thing to do. Uh, if booked, uh, if booked properly, I have to look into that. Well, that was great. That was Monday Night Raw, and that means that it's break time. 
It's break time. We got a break. We're going to come back because, of course, we have Wednesday night and we got to talk about the upcoming chamber. So stick around. Back here with part two of the podcast, Mike. Uh, we're I'm sitting in a blizzard right now. Yeah, uh, lots of Ontario has been getting lots of snow, lots of cold. I know some of the kids, they finally came back to school and then they had a snow day the first day back. Are you getting uh, are you getting are you getting snowed on back uh, right now? I can't even see the uh, kind of the buildings on the other side of the street um, from where I am. I don't think it's currently falling the snow. Mm-hmm. It's hard to see from the basement. But when I was upstairs earlier, I didn't see any snow. Uh, still always, I mean, always snow on the ground. No, no, no green patches this winter. Yeah. Well, it's uh, funny. Now we had that big snowfall the other day and that was really it for us. Before then it was a little bit of white, a little bit of green. And now it's, uh, now it's all white. Yeah. I mean, it's been, uh, and it's just been consistently like minus five, minus 10 every day. So nothing's melting just so, yeah, but that's winter. That's Canada. Hell yeah, that's winter for you, baby. You know what? Because we don't, uh, we don't have, we don't have the luxury of uh, of um, a snowless winter. No, <laughs> you know that isn't to say though. Just because snow isn't present doesn't mean um, doesn't mean that it doesn't get cold though. You know, there's places in the world where it, you know, it, you'll you'll remain virtually snowless. Yeah. However, uh, it gets chilly. It gets chilly in the evening. You know, sometimes. Uh, did you know? Uh, just just last just last night in Jacksonville, Florida, it was a balmy seventeen degrees Celsius. Uh, yeah, Celsius. <laughs> yeah, if there was that right now, we'd be in shorts and a t-shirt. If we were there in shorts and a t-shirt, but no, we They're need we need heaters around the ring. We need Jr's big puffy vest because we're go- we're talking about AEW Dynamite. AEW, all elite, they coming for you Vince, better watch out, it's too sweet. Where it seems like every single week, (laughs) we complain about the temperature, and every single week I look to see what the temperature is, and it's never cold. No. But you're the sweat. You you can see the steam coming off their sweat. You there, there's heaters <laughs> ringside. Everyone's all dolled up, and it's 22 degrees there. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Crazy, eh? But either way, we're at Daly's place. We are half inside, half outside. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars season is over. Um, so, uh, so all this building's going to occupy for the next little while is just going to be. I mean, their non- season's usually over four weeks. It's in. usually over. <laughs> but um, uh. um uh, so Daly's place is just purely being occupied by professional wrestling of the all elite kind, and uh, wouldn't you know it. We actually kick off some tag team action. <laughs> uh, of course, we have Hangman Page and Matt Hardy, um, who I think will short, soon he'll have a little prefix before Matt Hardy, you know, like businessman Matt Hardy or yeah. something. We're working on that towards. But, of course, those two guys are taking on uh, the hybrid two. TH2. TH2. Uh, yeah, the match was all right. Um uh, <clears throat> You know, Hangman's going to do more of the heavy lifting for his team, but uh, he's looking good, ready to hit a buckshot lariat when Hardy blind tags himself in, uh, and then he accidentally hits or knocks Page to the floor, and he's getting his ass beat, but luckily Hangman recovers, jumps back in with a double buckshot lariat to save Matt, and then Hardy hits a twist of fate, which spikes in Helico, and then gets a three count for him and Hangman. 
Hmm, no real surprise here, of course. Uh, CH2, though, are they are they, are they one of these teams who are killing it on Raw? Or, sorry, on Dark? <laughs> uh, maybe. I'm, I mean, I'm sure they're probably in the top five rankings. It's, it's, it's hard to say. It's hard to say. Uh, I mean, they don't even follow the rankings that closely anyways. No. People just get title shots anytime. <laughs> Haphazardly, but, whenever they yeah. want. But for the most part, it doesn't really matter. No. Nope. Uh, afterwards, we get the reveal... Hardy gets on the microphone. He puts over Hangman. He's excited to make a lot of money with him, and uh, I get 30%. Glad you signed with me. But then Hangman reveals that he switched the contracts at the bar. Uh, and Matt's like, what? I already sent it to my lawyer. So uh, Paige brings out the Jacksonville Jaguar. Uh, I forget his name, the mascot. Jaggy. The Jag. Jag. <laughs> uh, so he comes out. He's got the contract, a copy of it for Matt to read. And then he finds out that the contract is for a match between the two of them at Revolution. Hardy versus Paige. And if Matt loses, Paige gets 100% of Matt's earning from the first quarter of 2021. Uh, And Matt does not like that. He's pissed. He's been bamboozled. And he says, if I have to do this, you got to put, how about you put the same thing on the line? Uh, So Hangman says, all right, let's have a money match. And then the Jaguar jumps Paige from behind. It was actually Isaiah Cassidy the whole time from Private Party. So he starts beating him up, and then Hardy's just throwing out money. He tells the hybrid to, hey, I'll pay you 3700 bucks to kick his ass. And I'd do it. You know, I love Hangman. <laughs> I'd but try. I mean, you good, know. Yeah, I just, yeah. Uh, they beat him down until the Dark Order come out, make the big baby face save. So Matt runs off, uh, and then there's a brief little... Hangman, Dark Order, have a little stare down, a little smile at each other before going their separate ways. They want him. They want him bad. And, of course, Dark Order is always going to be there to uh, to protect Adam Hangman Page. Uh, it's a bummer to see, uh, I guess, this Matt Hardy and the private party kind of splitting so soon, especially even after their well, few uh, uh, impact uh, appearances. I mean, he was still there to help Hardy, so they might not be okay. splitting. He's just being reduced to a Jaguar. Just being re- <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I don't know where Mark Quinn was. But. Yeah, who knows where the other guy was. Okay, I guess, yeah, I guess they are still helping. Uh, but, of course, if Adam Page gets, you know, if Adam Page wins at Revolution, yeah, presumably a lot of that money is going to be that belonging to Private Party, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's interesting. It's a kayfabe step where, I mean, we're supposed to believe there's money on the line, so there's something on the line. I'd believe it. I believe. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> uh, I hope. I hope that there's a uh, a giant check given. You know, like after uh, what, the one person yeah. has to present the like other. The golf tournament. Yeah, the giant, that'd be cool. That'd be funny. Who knows? You never know. <laughs> but then we know how much money they make. That might be private information. Oh, no, not if it's outlandish, like mi- like a million dollars. Because we're like, that's okay. that's too yeah. much. You're not making that a court. Where we know not you're Jericho's. not making that a court. Maybe Jericho. Yeah. Cody's not even Cody's making. I a bet Cody a is. <laughs> Maybe a million a year. I don't know about a quarter. A quarter. That's a lot of cash. That's a big cash. Uh, anyways, let's move on here. Could we go backstage where the inner circle are being interviewed? And uh, MGF's talking, and Jericho says, Shut up! We all watched Dynamite. We saw you pushing Sammy. You were goading him, uh, and it worked. Sammy quit the inner circle, so good job, buddy. A lot of this is your fault, but the majority is Sammy's fault because, you know, he wanted he wanted the two of them to be in each other's faces, to make each other better, push each other. Uh, MJF learned this. Sammy did not. 
So stupid decision, quitting the inner circle, walking out on Chris Jericho. You're dead to me. I don't ever want to hear your name again. Wow. That's that's final. I mean, that sounds definitive. Yeah. I like it. Is this is what this is what MJF wanted. This is what I thought was gonna happen. And it's all coming together. It's all coming together. A cunning plan. Uh yeah, I like it. I guess are we just now maybe at a matter of time now? See, I worry that MJF is dealing with the rest of the inner circle behind Jericho's back, and it's it it, it won't be other people dropping out of the inner circle. No, it'll be the inner circle dropping out Chris Jericho. That's I think MJF's next, or I mean, if not next, that's the ultimate goal is to take out the leader and become the new leader. Because he wants he wants uh, Santana Ortiz there, of course. Wardlow is not going away. Jake Hager might be on the fence, but it might be easier just to kick Chris Jericho out. Yeah, and you know they've all in the past weeks they've done little things like little bonding moments with MJF, and they're starting to stand up for him against Sammy and little things like that. So, you know, some private discussions go on when Jericho's not in the room. Who knows what could uh, yeah. happen? Yeah, we had some discussions uh, just last week, I think. Yeah. Or a couple, so, week, couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, I'm liking it. Who can't? MJF is just anything he does is going to be good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but then we get a nice little highlight package to show us an update uh, for the Japanese side of this Women's Eliminator Tournament where uh, the first round winners, Yuka Sakazaki, Emi Sakura, Aja Kong, and Ro Mizunami all advance to the second round. So at least three of those, maybe all four we've seen on Dynamite at some point. And you can watch those matches. They have them out on their YouTube On the page. YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I didn't have time to watch all of them. but and It's all there. It's all there. All there. All I, there. Yeah. The I first skimmed. Round, I skimmed. But I it's skimmed. all there. The second round, third round will be bigger. I'll make sure to watch those. Of but. course. Uh, the one thing I did notice, I'm glad that uh, Emmy Sakura seemed to ditch the Freddie Mercury gimmick. She was more of a normal. <laughs> yeah, more of just like a normal wrestler. I mean, thing. I love Queen. I love Freddie. But of it was course. just a weird. It didn't make any sense. There was no explanation. Yeah, and yeah. Who knows? But uh, but that sort of works in that thing. Sort of even uh, Riho's character. She's just. It's like, okay, that's what you look like. Or the Kyrie Sane pirate. <laughs> it's silly and fun. I mean, I get it. Ku- but I mean, Kushida has his uh, Marty McFly thing. It's weird. It's funny. It's weird and fun. Uh, it is. They all sort of have this going on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess the Asians love Hollywood movies. Yeah. Or uh, just Hollywood. I guess, American yeah, culture. in Japan, they must love, yeah, American popular culture. Or at least, like, mm-hmm. Western popular culture and, and anything. See, now... No, I don't want to say anything. Okay. <laughs> no, they've done it in the past, actually, when uh, they had a white man pretending to be an Asian man. Yeah, and that's probably not good. That's probably not good. They should probably not they as probably good as the thing to do. Yeah, so and that's they stopped. Good, good. <laughs> but uh, let's move on. Speaking of Riho, we get her big return here, uh, taking on Serena Deep in a first round USA bracket for this tournament. Been forty-eight weeks since we last saw Riho on Dynamite. Wow. Nice to see her back. Yeah. Uh, and once again, like the previous week, it's also nice to have a women's match early on in the show. So Yeah, it's, 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 not, it's not 9.30. Yeah. So they're not <laughs> stretched for time. They're not uh, worried about anything. And uh, this was a damn good match. The uh, I thought Riho looked better here than even when she was champion. I don't know. The crowd was into her. She was really... She seemed to have more charisma, you know? Yeah, she, she was even, really getting behind. <clears throat> she looked, uh, you know, of course, it's been so long. She looked like a stronger performer. Yeah, just overall, I felt 
you know, during her first title run, I didn't feel that much for her, but really liked it here. Crowd was into it. Uh, Serena Deeb was doing great as well, uh, selling her leg. At one point, I couldn't. She was doing such a good job selling her leg. I thought she was hurt, like the way she got checked on in the corner. It seemed like they were stalling for time. I don't know, but hopefully not. Hopefully not going <laughs> hopefully forward not. at least. I mean, yeah, cause the match <clears throat> continued. Uh, yeah, lots of hot near falls by the end of it. Just great match. Everything was great. Awesome finishing sequence where just a bunch of unique pinfall attempts, reversals into one another until Riho finally gets Serena's shoulders down for the three. But uh, yeah, damn good. Maybe one of the best matches. Maybe the best match. Women's match in Dynamite This history. could have been the best women's match we've ever seen in uh, on AEW. Dynamite or pay-per-view. You know, the... Yeah, uh, any AEW. Uh, the live yeah. crowd really was... They, they, they brought us into every false finish... Yeah. Uh, it was physical, the counter, the, um, yeah, it was just, it was great. It was great to see. It feels like yeah. Riho miss, hardly missed a beat. Whatever she was doing, wherever she was, uh, clearly she hasn't lost a step. She gained a step. Yeah, exactly. Two. Like, she gained she two steps. She looks better here, like we said, better here than she ever has. And she ever has. Yeah, this was fantastic to see. This is good signs. Two for two, two weeks in a row, this tournament on AEW, so... If they can continue this momentum, the women's division can be what we always wanted it to. It went just good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I mean, the matchup for round two already looks good. We got Riho taking on Thunder Rosa. So that could be great. I mean, it's not like our standards are incredibly high. We're, we're not expecting NXT women's division level. We're not oh. expecting the four horsewomen part two. Just give us something. Yeah. The match doesn't have to be this good every week. But I mean, the if, they are. For it to, if they are, I mean, then yeah, uh, why the hell not? But just knowing that there's a chance that you can get <laughs> a monicum of a chance. Uh, but anyways, looking forward to more mm-hmm. of those. Me too. Uh, which will be they're doing some of the American ones on YouTube as well. They announced. Uh, I was a bit surprised the Britt Baker and a J one's going to be on YouTube. So I'll have to that check feels that. Like, out. Yeah. F- well, that's. I feel like that's a match that could get more views on YouTube than views. Uh, you know, more more online clicks than. Yeah. Uh, that's true. Faces, I guess Britt Baker's faces, a, You know. Yeah. She's. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're, a, bo- they're both huge click draws. Mover. They're both huge yeah. draws. Mm-hmm. Uh, Orange Cassidy takes on Luther. Uh, kind of a nothing match, really. Just Luther fighting dirty. Kind of. Uh, I mean, really a nothing match. They could have probably snuck in another women's match from that tournament here. They but. could have. That would have been uh, that would have been a little more interesting. Yeah. Um, no Miro to be seen. Remember that whole yeah. thing? Uh, yeah, he's yeah, he was nowhere to be seen. Uh, Serpentico was there trying to fuck around, but Chuck hits him with the awful waffle. I don't know. Orange Cassidy hits the orange punch, gets the win, but nothing was gained out of this. No, nothing was anyone. gained. Nothing was lost, I guess. Uh, but yeah, you mentioned this a couple weeks ago, though, the over, possibly overexposure now of Orange Cassidy. It's really coming uh, prevalent or, you know, into the forefront. Yeah. At first, he felt like, a Brock Lesnar, like, oh, when's he going to show up and fight? Yeah. Fight is such a special thing. But now, <laughs> no. Nope. Now he's Baron Corbin. Now he's just Baron no, Corbin. No, I don't, I, don't, I don't mean that. I would never. <laughs> Orange Cassidy, we love you. Of course. Uh, but Team Taz comes out for their, the weekly promo. They switch turns. Who comes out first? This week it's Taz. It's <laughs> uh, caught a promo about Sting and Darby. And he says, come on out, Sting. And Sting does. I guess Darby was still... In the body bag somewhere. Yeah, he was still putting on his makeup. Yeah. So Sting comes out on his own. He gets in the ring by himself. He's outnumbered, but he's got his baseball bat. And Taz is like, yeah, you need that bat. So Sting tosses it on the ground. 
He's like, yeah, what's up now? Uh, and then he takes off his jacket, throws it at Brian Cage, and just starts pounding on him. Uh, but then Hook comes in from behind, which allows Cage to gain the upper hand and hit a huge power bomb on Sting, which, I mean, he's uh, cleared to take bumps, obviously, because that was a powerful slam he took there. I think the entire wrestling community collectively held their breath for a second. 60-year-old uh, man. <laughs> after, and this isn't like, this isn't a, your your average everyday normal powerbomb either. This is no, a power Brian, Brian Shithouse Cage uh, <laughs> dropping you on your shoulder blades. And yeah, we all went <gasps> Yeah, money took it. So I will say, they uh, at first I was like, oh, we're going to get the same thing. But then they surprised me. There wasn't just another promo. We yeah, this, it's we still, got a bump. I guess we still, bump. we still have another week before the match, you know, when it comes I to know. that drawing it out. But hey, this was something that yeah. we didn't think we would see until the match. I didn't even know if I would see something this big in the match. But now no. that, this, this raises my expectations for the match. So, not that they were low, but I'm like, if he can take this, then he can probably take a lot more. He probably too. take a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, so Team Taz leaves, and Sting is just dazed. They kind of showed a, a unique camera angle, just like overhead, just him looking up at the lights. Tim looking up, like, dazed, where am <laughs> like, I? Oh, yeah. So I'll give him that. At least it was kind of different. They let him, you know, get knocked out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then we cut to earlier in the day, uh, off location at this kindergarten class, where Kenny Omega is reading to the kids. Uh, but not a children's story. He's got the Young Bucks books, Killing the Business. Uh, so he just reads parts of it, puts himself over, you know, his great matches in the Tokyo Dome. And, uh, but then Don Callis says, sorry, kids, Uncle Kenny's got to go. But they love him. They're just chanting, Kenny, Kenny. <laughs> they don't want him to leave. Uh, but he's got to go. He doesn't really, he's, you know. Uh, so he says, play with Michael Nakazawa. Uh, and he's like, hey, kids, let's play. But they don't like him. They just swarm him. Tear him to pieces, attacking him on the floor. <laughs> but yeah, was, just another yeah, awful That was a little fun. Yeah, it was fun. He's Did getting Kenny Omega. He's a weird guy. So when he does weird guy stuff, it's not really. It doesn't throw us away. You know, like <laughs> we were saying earlier about the Miz doing the tough guy and comedy. Those are two kind of different people. What who Kenny Omega is is a weird guy. He's 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 delivers promos very oddly. He uh, he dresses very confusingly. Uh, he has this larger than life personality, which is just strange. And anytime, even his hair, even his, his hair, hair looks hair wet is, and dry at the same time. How is it wet and dry? So it's anytime, curly and straight, curly and straight, frizzy and and frizzy static and free. It's uh, he's just a weird it's guy. It's blonde and brown. How does he do all these? And you can even hear the 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 uh, the voice he makes when he kind of goes into promo mode. Yeah, <laughs> it's sort of like his voice. Yeah, the cadence, the, the cadence of his voice. I'm Kenny Omega. It, it goes into this thing where you're like, oh, okay, now we're in Kenny Omega mode. And uh, fuck, he's, I love it. He's so good at this. Yeah. No, it's been great. It's the, uh, the Kenny Omega. The I mean, what? We're three and a half months into this, uh, this belt collector thing. Yeah. Uh, with, no slowing down. With Don Callis. And Don Callis is great in his role yeah. uh, also. Did you listen to that Callis and Omega on uh, the Jericho podcast? It, it was from uh, sh- shortly after Winter is Coming. 
So, like, you know, it was kind of fresh off the heels. I think I might have read, like, highlights of the interview. It's fun. It's fun the way it's, 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 they shoot, they shoot, and then they work, then they shoot, and then they're back on. It's kind of like in and out, but the parts when they're on is very, very funny. (laughs) And in a cool way, like, it's like, wow, they are really these people. When they're, when they are playing us. And then we get a quick shoot of, you know, Kenny Omega playing sports. But then Don Callis brings it back into kayfabe. And then you're <laughs> like, wow. And then we kind of left for a second. But now we're right back into it. It is. Uh, I don't want to plug other podcasts on the podcast. But, yeah, it is one. It's a, <laughs> it's a very good interview um, between Don Callis. Uh, it's on, uh, on Don Callis and Kenny Omega. Cool. All right. Well, let's move on. Because we've got an AEW Tag Team Title Championship match. Uh, the Young Bucks defending against Santana and Ortiz. You know, who we've been asking for for a while. You know, deserving a shot here. Uh, and a bit of a rare heel versus heel match going on. Never so, see it. Who knows? Even they rare, don't know what corner e- to stand in. Even like, rarer than babyface, babyface. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but we know what we're going to get. We get some great tag team wrestling. Uh, MJF's on the outside. So are the other members of Inner Circle. But MJF, he's got his diamond ring. He's ready to nail Matt Jackson in the corner. But the ref catches him. He ejects him. He ejects all the rest of the Inner Circle. Says, fuck this. No more shenanigans. Uh, So just more great wrestling here. Too many cool moves. Just lots of double team maneuvers. Uh, Pride and powerful. Hit the street sweeper for a big close call. But Nick breaks up the pin at the last moment. So they take... uh, I forget. They take one of them outside, powerbomb him over the barricade, and then, yeah, Nick is all alone as Ortiz gets back in the ring. But then Nick just catches him with an inside cradle. Gets a three count. So Young t- young Bucks retain the titles just like that. Just like that. Solidifying themselves that they will be the ones to uh, you know put the title on the line for Revolution. Because who knows? It could have gone either way. It could have gone okay. either way there, yeah. but I wouldn't mind seeing the other guys Ortiz win. Soon. And it feel it just feels like yeah, Santana and Ortiz like the the little team that just could hasn't. Uh, yeah. I think they came in with a lot of hype, and I mean, of course, my match of the year. They they were involved in my match of the year, and uh, yeah, either I, I don't know why they kind of took that back seat in the inner circle, and hell, they're not even the inner circle's fucking tag team. I mean, uh, and they but, even acknowledged it. They they had this is their first title shot since they've even been in the inner circle. And it seems like although they are not the recognized tag team within the inner circle, matches like this are the reasons why they should be. Indeed. Uh but they'll get their time, hopefully. But uh right after the inner circle come back out to beat down the Bucks, as Kenny and the Good Brothers are watching backstage. And Don Cowles was actually smiling watching the Bucks get beat down. But Kenny's like, hey, let's go help. And Don's like, oh, don't worry. We got this. And he whispers to the good brothers. And they just kind of tiptoe slowly down to the ring. Uh, and then I think Jericho argues with the Buck's parents and the dad shoves him or something. Yeah, we saw the uh, <laughs> the old Buck. The old Buck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the 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 uh, yeah, the Buck. The Buck and his dough. We're sitting Ooh, together. the Buck and his dough. I do like mm-hmm. that. Um, I'm going to take a... Uh, 
a bit of a pause right here because, you know, of course, this is the action that happens uh, on the broadcast. But of course, there's tons of action that happens off broadcast, off YouTube. I got to give you a little being the elite highlight because, of course, uh, as we spoke a few weeks back, it would have been the last championship opportunity when Hungy Boy lost his title to Sammy Guevara. Mm-hmm. The being the elite champion in a battle of kick the ball through the goalpost. Okay, so um, we had a uh, a card game tournament, which actually resulted in a three way tie. Oddly enough, wow. it was sort of this thing. It was card slash trivia. It was I think it was like a game game that they actually played. But as a result, it was they they, they just they all, like three of them were tied. So we're yeah. so we're, we don't know what the fuck we're gonna do. So it was tied. So it was uh, or um, it was uh, Brandon Cutler, El Fuego, and Sammy Guevara in a three-way tie, meaning that we're having our first triple threat, being the Elite Championship match. And Sammy Guevara, like the heel that, or I guess he's babyface now, <laughs> huh? But he 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 wasn't a heel back then when they filmed it, I guess, because he's gonna stack the deck in his favor. He's like, guys. We're doing a handstand competition. Of course, this is former <laughs> AAA cruiserweight champion Sammy Guevara. We've seen the flips he can do. We've seen what he's a vi- he, what he can do in the ring. Handstands, that's nothing for him. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, the camera's set and everything's in frame. We have uh, El Fuego. We have Sammy Guevara. We have Brandon Cutler. And kind of off in the corner, uh, a mysterious fourth competitor. Um, who is wearing a uh, a number ten mask, but much much shorter than number ten? Not them, but <laughs> Not seems a little bit odd. But however, the three competitors don't seem to notice that there is a fourth behind them. And three, two, one, we are up on our handstands. All four of these competitors, uh, you know, I mean, it, it may only be a triple threat, but there are four people right now. Sean Spears. Oh, I wish. Uh, so first out is Brandon Cutler, which sucks. I was cheering for him the most. You know, really bringing that championship back to what it means to be elite. <laughs> uh, Brandon Cutler, though, he's gone. Um, the handstands are remaining fairly steady. El Fuego, not budget. So is this, San- this is just a free-form handstand? Free-formed handstand. You can't touch anything against a wall or anything like that. They're just in the middle yeah. of a room doing a handstand. Sam McVeigh starts tripping up a bit, but this fourth on named competitor is stiff as a board back there they are not moving at all um it's it's almost as if they're standing straight up on their feet they might as well be and right around this time when el fuego starts to give up a little bit and he's gone he's gone um so sammy Guevara notices there's still somebody in this competition i need to i need to win I need to win this. Um, the competition goes on for actually like another 62 seconds after this moment until Sam Aguera finally, he's he's stumbling around. He doesn't know what to do. Gravity gets the best of him and he falls down. What? Mm-hmm. He falls down. I mean, why was he even going? It was This was only a triple threat. There was a fourth <laughs> member back there um, in this in this number 10 mask. This person, you know, they, they release themselves. Who can this person be? The mask gets torn off of their head, and it's none other than Chris Statlander. Statlander, She's my God! She's back, baby. I did She's not back, see that one, and she can handstand like it's nothing. This was That's one insane. of the most incredible handstands I've ever seen. What's she doing here? It's great to see that she's back. However, Sammy Sammy Guevara makes a big point. He says, well, "You weren't in the competition." Uh, I was move. I was the last one standing up. Therefore, Boo. I get the championship. He steals Boo. the belt. He runs out the door. <laughs> 
leaving Chris Statlander Whoa. and Brandon Cutler on looking. Uh, so Sammy Zayn, or sorry, uh, Sammy Guevara, sorry, <laughs> retains his being the elite championship. However, Chris Statlander returned. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, I haven't heard her name in a long time, so I'm very glad that she's And that, you know, and they film Being the Elite kind of when everybody is there at uh, Daly's Place, the Jacksonville Jaguars area, you know, dark, this, that, the other. She is around the scenes, so uh, yeah. keep an eye out Hopefully. for Chris Statlander. Yeah, she's not in the tournament, so she's not quite... I guess ready for in ring. Not in the tourney. But... Who knows? I mean, there could be some kind of late addition. Uh, you never know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the first round hasn't com- completed yet. She could replace someone. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, well, let's move on because uh, Brandy and Cody come out for a gender reveal for some reason. It's a girl. <laughs> okay, great. I don't. This could have been done on Instagram. This could. Here. I'm. This could have been done on Instagram, but we need to see <laughs> Cody. It's in his contract. He needs I to mean, be on television yeah. every week. I don't know if he's doing it on purpose to be a heel by being self-indulgent. Yeah, I wonder. So it's a girl. Um, or is he just oblivious? Like, oh, they love me. They want to know. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. So we have Courtney Rhodes, uh, who will eventually take on um, Baby Rollins for a title <laughs> in a promotion that doesn't even exist yet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but let's move back to the wrestling. FTR taking on Matt and Mike Seidel, the brothers. Uh, yeah, just another. It was a solid tag match, but not as hot as that title match earlier. But FTR is always going to be good. So, but uh, right now they're kind of directionless, just kind of floating around. Yeah, that tag division. Yeah, they're not in the title hunt. They're not really doing anything. They took that nice break after they lost the title, you know, to kind of regroup, and then they eventually came back and fucking uh, what was it? Dax Harwood had the match against Jungle Boy. Yeah, that was a great. That match. was very very good, you know. But singles competition. Uh, yeah. you're right. What do we do with FTR? Yeah, I mean they're still great. It's just yeah, I don't know what their direction is. But mm-hmm. uh, well, they like cutting stuff, cutting hairs. Uh, well, they get the first. They hit the big rig, get the win. And then afterwards, they grab some scissors and they're ready to cut Sidell's hair when the lights go out. And then on the screen, we see this green lighting with the uh, the Luchasaurus mask that had his horns cut off. It's on the ground, but then all of Jurassic Express appear in the ring. Lucha's got a new mask. I think it's the exact same. But maybe it's slightly different. Yeah, I was wondering that, too. I I need a side-by-side comparison. Because you feel like this would be a great opportunity to get him a new mask. (laughs) Yeah, slightly change it. But uh, anyways, he looks... He's still Luchasaurus. Beats up FTR. They stand tall. Yep, there we go. There we go. So it seems like, you know, this... These guys aren't done yet. No. Yeah, I guess that can be there. Uh, next feud for a while because Jurassic Express they also need stuff to do because they're they're also good yeah or we're getting to the point now where I feel as though Jungle Boy Jack Perry has waited you know he's waited a year and a bit but now it's time to maybe get him on television a bit more yeah yeah some more singles actions get him in the hunt for the TNT title maybe Mm -hmm. Uh, but let's go to the main event of the evening Uh, John Moxley Ray Phoenix and Lance Archer taking on Eddie Kingston and Butcher and Blade. Ooh. Uh, no, another, I think this is our second, is this our second week straight of a six-man main of, no, last was week say, was four, like, but I think the week yeah. before that was six. The beach break. Yeah, yeah. Well, I feel like we've seen this combo of men, not exactly all, but in one form or the other, 
we've had a lot of <laughs> tag matches. A with couple them, times, yeah. But um, but and uh, but Lance Archer though has been, I think, on both or all three of these opportunities, been slotted in that babyface spot. Yeah, you know, he's the big dude that does cool. He can like fucking moonsault off the ropes. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but it, it's in, it's interesting to see Lance Archer now. He's kind of three weeks straight of being a babyface. Yeah. Uh, was Jake the Snake around? I don't know. Yeah, he's, he, he was there, he's a, he's I think. <laughs> I don't think he was involved like he was last week. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, anyways, this was more of like a slower brawling type match. But eventually it comes down to Moxley and Kingston. Mox hits the paradigm shift, gets the win for his team. <clears throat> but as he's celebrating, Gallows and Anderson attack Moxley. Kenny Omega comes out, cuts a promo on Mox and... You know, just insulting him. And uh, Kenny's got a contract in his hand for a rematch. A title match that uh, you can have at Revolution, Mox. But I'm going to be the one that names the match. So how about an exploding barbed wire death match? I say, fuck yeah, let's see it. I say, what? <laughs> yeah, this is a real thing. It's happened in Japan. Uh, yeah, it's, you can go on YouTube, watch some crazy highlights, but... It's barbed wire, and there are explosives rigged to them. So, like, when you get thrown into it, they go off. I mean, I don't think they're, like, deadly explosives, but they can still burn you and fuck you up. Jesus Christ. I mean, a lot of it's just, like, firework and smoke, but there's still, like, powerful shit in there. Uh, I don't know. I mean, we don't know exactly what we're going to see, but it's going to be pretty wild. There's going to be blood. There's going to be fire. Uh, <laughs> there's going to be barbed wire. Yeah, so and, and, and what will surely be the Revolution main event. And this... And, and like I just said kind of earlier, Kenny Omega is so strange that this gimmick match feels perfect. It's so fucking weird. And, you know, like Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus could not pull off an exploding barbed wire death match. Kenny Omega is so weird. He can. Yeah. And I mean, he's shown in the past he's not afraid to dabble in these hardcore weapon crazy shit arrangements. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he uh, he makes that, you know, they make the match, and then uh, Moxley to end it off, he headbutts Kenny. He headbutts him so hard his sunglasses cut his forehead open. Yeah, a little cut there, a little <laughs> cut there. This uh, this AEW is doing a lot to Kenny Omega. You know, of course, the unsanctioned match, and uh, you know he's gonna have some. The he's, lights he's out. got some battle scars. Yeah, the lights out unsanctioned yeah. match. We have some light. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, he's a tough motherfucker. A good Canadian guy. Good but, Canadian uh, kid. <laughs> he V triggers Noxley to knock him out. Stand tall to end the show. Um, there was one funny little botch that happened earlier in the night. When JR called Omega the WWE champion. I also caught that <laughs> uh not while it was happening. Yeah, I didn't um, notice it until after when people online. There's more were like, people talking about it, and it was very clear. WWE champion, John Mox. Yeah. Like, I mean it's a anyway, slip. Omega. It's a slip. It happens. Shit happens. You know, there's what? There's yeah. one letter difference. And then you <laughs> yeah. kind of switch around the other letter. Uh, I would get confused. It's like um, I I embarrassingly called one of my teachers mom one time in like <laughs> yeah. grade two. I've seen it happen. You're at a I've French immersion. It. Madame there, is Madame is very close to uh, mom, mother, all those sorts of things. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, yeah, it was funny though. No harm done. No harm I think, done. Uh, I think we even mentioned a couple weeks ago. Uh, we were talking about if they would ever mention WWE by letter on their television Yeah, uh, well, program. I think uh, this time we have, we have to add the stipulation on purpose. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm just kidding around, but it's funny. 
Yeah. Uh, that was that's it. funny. That was AEW's Dynamite. Yeah. If someone on Raw called Drew the AEW champion, they'd probably censor it on the replay. On the replay, for sure. For <laughs> sure they would. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I think I bet that clip of Sami Zayn saying it, I bet they keep that oh, one. Oh, yeah. That's still because that was part of. That was part of a whole. That was part of a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Well, there you have it. That was our AEW Dynamite. Let's move yeah. over. Let's switch over on the Wednesday night, shall we? Because we did have our Vengeance pay per view just last weekend. And if you want to talk about good old Canadian boys, we'll, we'll talk about good old Canadian boys getting uh, kicked in the face. They're best friends because, of course, we do have to cover this fallout of Kyle O'Reilly. And that's exactly how we kind of kick off the show. NXT, what does it mean? I don't know, but it's good wrestling. NXT, watch and see. Got to tap out a count out of one, two, three. Yeah, you know, he's real upset. He wants to address that blind side that Adam Cole gave him. So, you know, he doesn't understand. He's shocked. He's pissed. He's disappointed. You kicked me in the face, but you stabbed me in the back. Uh, so you need to come out here, bro, so we can talk about this. But Roddy Strong is the one that comes out instead. Uh, and he's like, what happened Sunday? Uh, what happened on Sunday? Adam did it based on emotions, and he regrets it. But Kyle says, I don't need you, Roddy. I need him to say it. And Roddy goes to get in the ring, but Kyle doesn't trust him. He just wants Cole to get his ass out here. But Finn Balor comes out and says, uh, and he says, you want to talk to Adam? Get in line behind me. Uh, so I don't know. Yeah, he's suspicious that Kyle offered his hand and then he got attacked after. So he doesn't know what happened. Roddy says, shut up, Finn. He didn't have anything to do with it. And Finn says, well, did you? And then all of a sudden, Dunn, Birch, Lorcan, they all show up and attack them. There's a big beating until the officials break it up. And they book a six-man tag for later. Then we booked the old six-man tag for later. Chaotic opening. To, you know, of course, we have to something that something that suited the uh, the ending of the last time we saw all these people. You know, this first time we've seen O'Reilly be given this opportunity to talk a lot. Uh, yeah. So it, it was fun to see There's something new. You know. Yeah, I like it. Uh, we'll see them more later. Mm-hmm. But uh, women's tag action, Dusty Cups over, but. You know, the momentum's going. These titles are coming over soon, hopefully, so let's keep them going. Uh, Candice and Indy taking on Shotzi and Ember Moon. Uh, the the way they had little missing posters for Austin Theory. Still gone after that abduction. He could be anywhere. He could be anywhere at this point. Could be. So the match is going well in the ring, and we cut to the parking lot as we see this white van pull up. Uh, Gargano freaks out. He was on commentary, so he runs to the parking lot, looks in the van, uh, thinking Lewis is going to be in there. The match continues in the ring, but then Johnny comes back out. He's rescued the hostage. Theory is safe. But this distracts Candace, who just runs down to greet him, abandoning Indy. She's all on the ring. Uh, and Amber's able to pin her to get the win for her and Shotzi. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah. So Amber and Shotzi still staying strong. Yeah, they still get a win. Which is cool. Yeah. So that's like three out of the last four matches they've won. And out of the way, it feels like we just created a new women's tag team. What? Like with with these two, with the way, you know, I mean. Oh, yeah. yeah, We just somehow did something that two rosters full of performers cannot do (laughs) and actually just created a new tag team. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, hopefully they'll all be fighting for those Yeah, we'll be fine. Uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott takes on Leon Ruff 
and just a nice little cruiserweight match here. Uh, Swerve's in control, but then Leon Ruff hits him with that crucifix pin, gets a three count. But afterwards, Swerve does the heel beatdown on Ruff. Poor Ruff. Ah, he got the win. Uh, yeah, he's still a cha- he's a champion in the record books. He'll always be there. Yeah, always and forever. <laughs> Team Casey was taking on Aaliyah and Jesse Kamea. Uh, the heels got some moves in, but this match, you know, like the other women's tag, you know, keeps some momentum going for Casey and Caden. So they hit this little neck breaker splash team move to get the win. And then afterwards, Zaya and Boa come out and just stare menacingly. Casey tries to talk to Zaya, but Zaya grabs her by the arm and marks the back of her hand and just tells her, next week, I will hurt you. Yikes. I hope she does. I hope she does, too, because we're still <laughs> we're, we're waiting on that. Yeah, Zaya. She's working her way up the card. Casey and then Caden and then mid card and then all the way up to the top. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. Uh, Beth Phoenix is in the ring to host the celebration for the 21, 2021 Dusty Road Classic winners. Uh, just one trophy to be shared for both the winners. But the plaque on it just kind of splits left and right for the men's and women's side. Mm-hmm. But uh, MSK come out first. They're celebrating, cutting a promo. They're all hyped up for that upcoming title shot. Then we bring out the first ever women's winners, Raquel, Dakota. Dakota starts to cut a promo, but then the women's tag champs, Nia and Shayna, show up. They get in the ring. The two teams just start clapping back and forth. Uh, Raquel lets them know, we run this place now, ladies. Nia has some words, and Raquel says, careful what you wish for, because... I'll shove this boot so far up your hole, you'll never get it out. So they're running with this whole thing. (laughs) You don't like it? I say woo! (laughs) You don't like the hole? Boo or woo. I like that. That could be a new segment. Boo or woo. That's a segment. Woo or boo. You got to woo it or boo it. Um, Let's let's write that I guess. I mean, I guess it's just three straight. Or now we're two. I don't know. Shove it up your hole? I guess. I guess this is the new joke. I mean, she got over on Naya. At least Naya's not the one. <laughs> yeah, at least. I don't know. Hopefully, they're only here because they announced that that women's tag title match will happen in two weeks. Two weeks. So, hopefully, the clock is ticking and we'll never have to see Naya and TikTok again. TikTok, baby. Yeah. Which, I didn't even mention it, but throughout the show, Carrie and Cross and Escobar are still having their feud, but I really don't care much Well, about until it. the match happens. <laughs> And there's just, I don't know why they're, like, beef, there's no beef. Like, why they just hate each other for no reason? Yeah, for no reason. Well, it's another... Rasha started picking well, on Well, and it's another heel versus heel thing. And we're yeah. left just wondering why. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, Kushida back in action against Tyler Rust. Match was okay. Tyler Rust, I don't know. He doesn't do, a, he's, you know, he's a fine wrestler, but he doesn't do a whole lot for me, character Yeah, wise. me neither. Especially coming off then, this hot, after this hot Kushida match. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of a, I don't know, I guess it's a rebound for him. Nice easy win for Kushida with the hoverboard lock. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Malcolm Bivens guy is just hanging around, jumping on the apron, telling the ref to ring the, I guess, yeah, he rings the bell, throws in the towel to protect his investment rust. Well, and I guess just that reminder that, yes, uh, Kushida lost at TakeOver, but he's certainly not a loser. No, and hopefully, I mean, he he, he should have a little run with that title. Yeah, that'd be nice. Uh, then we get Zoe Stark making her NXT debut against Valentina Ferez. Uh, just a little showcase for Zoe. Just showing off some of her nice power. She hits this 
Uh, it's like a flipping, the back flipping, go to sleep move to get the win. And uh, and this was surprising, you know, because we were seeing women's action at 915 on NXT. And I was like, oh, no, <laughs> this is the uh, this is the worst slot to be in. Um, well, but hey, they did have was, there was two women's matches. So yeah, like, exactly. It was 100 percent more uh, <laughs> than we would have seen um, on the other side. But yeah, there is a new kind of flux of this NXT talent. Every couple months you see, you know, that photo of like six or uh, six or seven new faces of, hey, mm-hmm. they'll be here soon. And, uh, you know, the, that NXT talent pool is constantly evolving. Yeah. No, I think we also got another promo from the L.A. Knight. Yes. Just talking at his house. Well, he will be going going places, I think, yeah. soon. I don't think he will be, you know, necessarily he has a nine fifteen uh <laughs> time slot. <laughs> uh yeah, we'll see. I'm looking forward to seeing who he's gonna fight first. Yeah, you're right. But but let's go to the main event. That six man tag match, Dunn, Birch, Lorkin versus Balor, Strong and O'Reilly. Uh, but yeah, you know, throughout the match, Kyle, he doesn't know what the fuck's going on. Finn doesn't know who to trust, but, uh, they work together for the match. Eventually, after all the chaos, it comes down to Finn and Dunn alone in the ring, but then Birch tries to come in and interfere with the, the title belt, so the ref stops him, but then, uh, Finn drop kicks Dunn into the ref, which knocks the ref out, so Balor goes up for the top, hits the coup de gras. Or he's going for the coup de gras, but Adam Cole comes out, shoves Balor off the top rope, knocking the ref again, damaging him further. Uh, and then Cole kicks Kyle O'Reilly in the head, and then hits a big brain buster onto the steel steps. Ooh. That takes him out. Uh, so Cole walks off. He's done his damage. The ref is still out. Lorcan goes to grab the belt, but Roddy kicks him in the head. And then Roddy picks up the NXT title and goes to hand it to Finn, but... Finn doesn't know which guy's coming up behind him, so he just Pele kicks. Knocks out Roddy. Dunn takes advantage of all this confusion and hits the bitter end on Balor. Pins him in time for the ref to recover and get the win. Just in time for that ref to, for mm-hmm. that, for that ref to recover. Yeah, so Dunn pins the champ, but uh, once Balor recovers, Adam Cole appears for one last super kick. <laughs> from behind to hold up and then he holds up the title Love me some super kicks you know yeah hot match because everyone's great in it um just really can't wait to see what's next for this adam cole kyle o'reilly and even this nxt championship yeah i mean uh triple threat triple threat who gets custody of roderick strong see i have so many questions <laughs> yeah we should do that as well some kind ladder of, match some kind of cu- rod a ro- roderick roddy on a pole match <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe that could be it. Maybe that could be it. But that was the show. The f- we fade. We fade to black, and then some. Some other show starts because it's ten oh one. Well, that was NXT, and that was our Wednesday Night War, Mike. How about let's quickly go over what we have going on for the chamber match because it seems like we have two chamber matches. Unfortunately, none of them feature uh, anyone. Yeah, that's too bad. Yeah. That's, uh Oh well, let's just go over this card. Uh, well, first we have the mystery match. We don't know if it's going to happen or not, but it's on the wiki, our official source. So, Oscar, <laughs> the women's champion of Raw, is allegedly defending against Lacey Evans, but there could be a last-minute replacement. Who knows? Uh, I think there I'm will fine. have to be a last-minute replacement. I mean, like I said, there are shenanigans they could pull to have Lacey win without taking a bump, but it does cheapen the title a bit. Yeah. So. 
Yeah, if it has to, uh, I don't know. Who knows who though? Maybe no, Naomi was just fight Oscar for no reason. <laughs> or someone. someone, but we don't have. But remember, there is no money in Raw. So stay tuned to WWE socials. Yeah. To find out what this that match is going around. to be, because that's probably where we'll figure out on, uh, you know, an episode of main event or something. <laughs> uh, but what we do know, we're going to get a triple threat U.S. title match: Bobby Lashley against Keith Lee and Riddle. Uh, give it to Riddle or Keith Lee. Yeah, this would be great. I think uh, the it sort of seems like the um, the hurt business is imploding. So let's let's uh, let's light that match and uh, move this belt to somebody else. And I also feel like I mean they're still keeping Lashley strong, so they could get this belt off him, but still have him go focus on the WWE title. Maybe maybe, mm. maybe fast lane against Drew. Who knows. Oh, yeah, we still have one more championship, or sorry, one more uh, pay-per-view between Chamber and Mania. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But uh, let's get to the Chamber matches themselves. Uh, On the SmackDown side, we got Jey Uso, Kevin Owens, King Corbin, Sami Zayn, Cesaro, and Daniel Bryan uh, fighting for the opportunity uh, for a Universal Championship match that takes place later that night. So not the... uh, not as nice as it could be, but I mean, you got Brian, you got Cesaro, you got Zayn in there. You're going to get some great wrestling no matter what. And I hope they do the thing, um, you know, when a performer has a match earlier on in the night and then they come out later, like they're like their bellies bandaged up, taped up or yeah. they have like, you know, yeah, like a little. Yeah, their shoulder has a little kind of like, you know, uh, there's a little boo boo on there or something so they need to cover it up. I love that look, too. And then, of course, they're coming down the ramp, holding on to their ribs. Uh, yeah. One of my favorite tropes. And I feel like either Kevin Owens or Jey Uso, one of them's going to jump off the pod, do a splash. Um, yeah, but in terms of who's <laughs> in terms of who's going to win to take on uh, Roman Reigns, I feel like it's going to be Kevin Owens. Yeah, Owens. I mean, they've done it a lot, but they can do it once more, I guess. Uh, I mean, yeah, obviously King Corbin would be a bad choice. Uh, Jey Uso, they've already done that. I mean, but who the hell knows? You know, just sort of that's the thing. What 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 our plans are with Edge not announcing quite yet? I mean, it sort of feels like any of these guys could win the chamber just so that they can w- lose to yeah, Roman. just to lose later. <laughs> I mean, Cesaro's had this momentum, but if you yeah, have him win just to lose, I mean, the chamber win's still a big win. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Okay, we'll see. I don't know. But either way, I don't know if it's going to take place immediately after or if they're going to do this chamber like first and then have the Roman Reigns match last. Yeah, I I feel as though this has to be the first match of the night. Yeah, but either way, we're going to get Roman Reigns defending against his title against whoever wins that chamber match. And I don't see Roman Reigns losing the title, so. Nope. Nope. But then let's go to the WWE Championship where the title will be defended inside the chamber. You got Drew McIntyre, AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy, Randy Orton, Sheamus, Kofi Kingston. Uh, Yeah, this will be a fun match, but I think it comes down to uh, Drew's probably going to win, but the finals will be like him and Sheamus so they can duke it out. You think so? I think so. Yeah, because or maybe even I could see a swerve or Randy Orton wins the title. I mean, I think if 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 Randy is going to win the title, so we can get Edge Randy at Mania. I think this is where it would have to take place. Maybe and it gets him up to fifteen. Some kind of uh, cash in shenanigans, you know, not outside the realm of possibility. Also, 
Um, you know, of course, hey, um, Miz could add himself to this match and then it certainly suddenly becomes a seven-man Elimination <laughs> Chamber match, right? For all, That would be ridiculous. Uh, that, move himself that would be himself. ridiculous. Uh, wow. I know but yeah, I mean, if, if Edge Randy's the plan, Randy's got to take it here. If Edge Drew is the plan... He's, I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Either way. Um, or it might be Drew and someone else entirely. I don't know what the. Yeah, but oh, I'm thinking Edge. I'm thinking about Edge. No, I'm thinking about Edge, but if Edge is with Roman, then. Right. And then, and then in that case, yeah, Drew Sheamus, Drew AJ. I don't know. I don't know. I don't but. know, but it'll be a great pay-per-view, so check it out because it's yeah. on it'll be Sunday. Five matches. It'll be a nice, clean card. Hopefully that's it. They might add one. Uh, I know. I, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm worried we're going to get, like, uh, Sasha, Sasha Carmella, Carmella. <laughs> <laughs> on the that's pre-show. Probably. We saw that one coming. Well, that's it. You know, that's uh, that was all the wrestling action from the week. Long week, of course, and we'll have probably another long week next week. But uh, before we kick out of the show, let's um, let's give you the Wrestler of the Week. It's the Wrestler of the Week of the Week. Wrestler of the Week of the Week of the Week. Mike, I'm going to yeah. let you go first this week. Uh, yeah, it was it was tough because there was so much good stuff on that takeover. So it basically came down to the people in those matches. Uh, I'll give it to the men's winners of the Dusty Cup. MSK for a great performance and just capping off the great month they've had. And hopefully soon to be champs. Hopefully soon to be champs. I mean, it seems like they certainly have a rocket, uh, and they are strapped to that rocket. They were having a lot of fun when they were celebrating their victory too. Just kind of pop, just throwing popcorn in their mouth when all the yeah, when all the uh, when all the women were going. The women at were beefing. Yeah, I don't know where that popcorn came from, but yeah, nice big bucket. Who do you got? Uh, my last of the week, of course. When we had such a fantastic show like that, you know we're going to be going straight to Vengeance Day. And you're right. That's, this whole card was five up, five down. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, it was going to be some. It was going to be somebody on those cards. It was going to be whoever did. Was it going to be the craziest thing? I thought the uh, the announcers table is a strong <laughs> contender for wrestler of the. <laughs> <laughs> Went into business for himself. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the announce table goes into business for himself. For all we know, Io Shirai was supposed to jump off that piece of truss <laughs> and land. Who knows what was supposed Who to happen? Um, but because uh, I, I, I really just knew need to bring up the end of an era. Uh, because it is something that we knew would happen. But God, I didn't think not like this. Not like <laughs> this. Adam Cole... For everything that you've done for NXT, the Undisputed Era, and to be the one to not only come in to start leading the group, but to be the reason for its downfall. Uh, he was there the whole time, from from the very beginning all the way up, and now we're going to have a kick-ass uh, next few months as he tears this thing down. Adam Cole, <laughs> you're my wrestler of the week. Yeah, I can't uh, disagree with that. Didn't even wrestle, but, but, but <laughs> no, you don't have to. Didn't you don't even have wrestle, to. as we know, you don't have to, and that's all the time 
that we have on the show this week. Wow, another long show. Remember to rate, review, like, and subscribe. The podcast is everywhere. And we'll be back next Thursday um, with all of your chamber gossip. <laughs> yeah, we'll see uh, See what happens in that crazy cha- uh, structure. In that demonic structure. Of course, we'll be counting. No, that's the hell in a cell. That's the hell in a cell. Sorry, yeah. We'll yeah. be counting We'll be counting the amount of times they use the word structure. And uh, I'll also maybe <laughs> try to highlight some of the colorful verbs that Corey Graves chooses to use. Because we know he has his thesaurus sitting ringside. Mm-hmm. And uh, it'll be a great show. But until then, uh, Mike, take care of yourself out there. Yeah, have a good weekend. Uh, Everything will work out for you. Everything's going to be good. It always does, baby. Okay, we'll (laughs) chat soon. All right, see ya.